What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live. Hi, everyone. Thanks for coming. It's September the 25th, and uh, we're just talking about common law. And, and uh, at the moment, we're just chatting a little bit about uh, writing claims and, um, you know, what to do, what not to do, whatever. Just uh, chit-chat. Anyway, uh, we found this claim on Carl's talk show, that, uh, or on Carl's website, that this is actually to stay away from. So, you know, when I first thought, I thought, wow, you know, it looks pretty interesting. It was interesting to me when I got looking at it. And then I realized that it's, uh, you know, not a good thing. So I thought, you know, it would be great to even just talk about, you know, what not to do and what kind of claims if someone writes you up a claim that uh, is in common with with this claim that's on Carl's talk or his webpage, you know, you know, what to be careful not to do. So I, I I thought it was pretty interesting, you know, because I when I first read it, I you know I thought it was all good, you know I I read it over a few times. I went down to the library and even um, even wrote it off, brought it home and started reading it and underlining it because there were a lot of words in there I didn't understand. So I wanted to learn what these words meant. But uh, as you were saying, um, Cheyenne, we were talking about the word consuance, consu- consuance. I'm not even sure how to pronounce it. And, I placed uh, it on the board. Yeah, so you've got it. Thank you. Yeah, I see that, Cheyenne. Thanks. Hi, Sam. Hey, good evening. Good evening. Thanks for coming, sweetie. I have uh, a problem. Pleasure. Cheyenne's, Cheyenne's on and face one, 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 one's on. Hey, and, uh, good evening, everyone. Cheyenne. Hey, hello. Face one. High five. <laughs> High five to Cheyenne too. Uh, hey, did you give him uh, the knuckle buster yet, Cheyenne? The who? The knuckle buster. Did you knock out your opposition? No, not yet. Still working on it. Okay. Well, you're still jabbing at him. <laughs> yeah, still jabbing. Hopefully, I'll have that paperwork. I gotta have it done by Monday. In. I have to. But I'm glad, Sonia brought this up to uh, my attention because I'm going to have to reread it to see how that landed her in jail, if that was the the true case. Yeah, so um, that's great. What do you got, just uh, one uh, one piece of paper to do or two? Many. (sighs) Too many. Well, jeez. Oh, my goodness. It just seems like it never stopped. <laughs> yeah, you got a war going on there with the uh, the Zionists. You know, those are a bunch of Zionists, those guys. But it doesn't matter. You know, it's, they're all paper. Yep, that's all it is, is just paper. 
Well, boy, that paper can cause you a lot of a lot of harm, can it? Yep. Unfortunately. Correct. Yeah. If you don't allow it, but times I allow it. Well, as long as you know your rights, you know, and um, that's the key issue. You know, you got to know your rights. And how you find them, you just search around. Uh, Cheyenne's doing a great job finding all these all these rights, you know, that you have. You know, notice for this and notice for that. You know, uh, a letter for this, and uh, you know, those are all your rights. And they can, and they can't do nothing once you once you dissolve what it is that they're doing. Uh, but well, you got to know your rights. You know, here's you a case. Let me post it on the. You'll have that. Matt, have you ever met Carl Lynch? No, but I've seen some of his paperwork. I've seen some of his reporting. He's got... I hate when that happens. Um, here is a good site to go to. Just found that one. Brings up uh, different cases. For your paperwork. And then this, this one here... And it's also on that site. Um, Rudy, or R-U-N-D-L-E versus Delaware. There's actually two cases where it says that the corporation cannot sue a living man or woman. So I'll post that one as well. But it's on that first link I just already gave you. Okay, thank you, Cheyenne. I just pulled that up. Um, I'm just looking at it. I'm going to write that word down because I know I'm not going to get to it tonight and I'll by tomorrow if I don't write the word down that we were talking about. So we were just talking, um, Sam, about... Um, do you remember, Sam, yesterday when we were talking, I was talking about this claim that was up on uh, Carl's webpage? Uh, yes, with Amy? And uh, as soon as I started spreading it around um, Skype to tell them that I wanted to discuss that a little bit tonight, um, instantly I found out a whole pile of things about it, that this woman actually ended up, well, you know, hearsay, that this was a bad claim. So we were just talking about some of the words that were, you know, um, for some reason we just got into this one word, um, face one put up. Consuance, con What? Con, sense I don't even know how to pronounce it. Um, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so that's uh, what Cheyenne's talking about here. Is she she pulled up a couple of links that where Carl actually talks about that word. So I'm going to write that word down here because I I actually have video up in front of me where Carl, you know, the uncommon law Carl went to work, uh, Carl's lawsuit, it says, and con usance. Con- oh, 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 so I, I think, uh, see if I can remember, I uh, I wrote uh, I, I wrote some of that information. Consuance is when uh, you, you file uh, a notice of consuance if the judge is leading 
is leading a, uh, a man or a woman from their common law court into the uh, administrative court. And uh, so you can uh, verbally, uh, I guess you can, uh, you know, you can warn the judge, you know, that uh, he is, um, you know, uh, that he is uh, basically doing you harm, that he could be, he could be sued. He could be, uh, I have a claim on him for that. And uh, uh, because uh, then... uh, uh, you can file a consuance, a quiet consuance, a notice of quiet consuance to bring you back into the common law uh, uh, court of records uh, court. It's when he's trying to kick you out. You know, he's trying to move you, direct you, uh, you know, and trying to trying to trick you and trying to uh, spoil your uh, your your uh, court scene. By pushing you towards the uh, two-dimensional paper, a two-dimensional court, and uh, so you can, uh, if you, you know, once you know the common common law uh, a little more, uh, you know, a lot better, you can see that the judge is doing that to you. So you can actually mention to him that uh, you'll be filing a notice of one consuance or something. Uh, against him, and that'll bring you back into the uh, uh, the uh, court of records, or, or in Canada, it's called the Queen's Bench, and in England, it's called the King's Bench. So, um, but uh, I'm not quite. Uh, I guess, uh, um, yeah, I'm not. I, I'm not sure exactly how that part actually works when you file the notice. You actually start a whole new new court scene, uh, like a few days later, or do you? Uh, um, you know, I uh, you you could ask the judge for a recess and uh, put it in writing that he that you are going to be filing a notice of consuance. A consequence uh, uh, against him if he uh, continues to uh, push your uh, your court case into a administrative uh, side of the of the courts. So that's my a little bit of understanding of what it means. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thanks, Sam. Yeah. Well, definitely have you know one word at a time. Eh? I have to do some more research on that. And- and uh, thanks, Face One, for putting it up there real simple, how to pronounce it, because I couldn't even, didn't even know how to pronounce it. Con you since. And that's how he put it up there for me to understand exactly how it was pronounced. Thank you. Con you since. Con you since. Okay, just another word that I never even heard of. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, yeah, no, I I, uh, I looked at I may, that. May, I may have heard it through talk shows, but there's so many words that just go, yeah, you know, right over your head, you know. So now Face One's telling me to say it faster. Next, he's going to want me to say it five times. Conusence, conusence, conusence. <laughs> Is that better? Conusence. There. Conusence. I think it's it's two words. Conusence. Uh, I'll tell you how it's spelled. I'll have to go back to it here. Uh, where 
C-O-N-U-S-A-N-C-E, Conusance. Okay, well, anyways, I, I think that's what uh, the meaning is uh, when they're trying to lead you out of the uh, okay. your, your common law court, you know. I see. Okay, well, that's interesting. Why why bring up that topic? Who, who's worried about it? Uh, well, it came up when we were talking about Amy's um, Amy's claim, the one that's on Carl's website, the one that I, that I brought up because I saw this this great big claim, and I thought, you know, I was interested in it because um, it has to do with property because in there she had exhibits A, B, C, and D. So I presumed that A, B, and C, and D is is uh, her babies. So and was I, she successful? Do you know, or what happened? Well, apparently the, our friends on Skype say that it's a bad claim. Um, Carl says on there. Remember, I mentioned to you last night. He says when you see a claim like this, run like run like hell. But I thought it was you know basically for lawyers to run like hell because I remember Carl saying before. You know, if a man comes into a court with a with a, a claim, the lawyers better run like hell, you know. And uh, so I didn't understand that this claim was a bad claim for for the common law men and women, or for men and women. Why did he have it on his site? To warn people. To warn people not to use that type of claim. Oh, okay. There's too many words. Uh, a claim it should only be two or three sentences. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what Carl says, yeah. But uh, you know, well, one of the things uh, that occurred to me just a few days ago, you know, Sonia, mm-hmm. was you know when you flip, you know, you, uh, Carl always talks about flipping the court, right? Yeah. And uh, you know, uh, you, you know, you know what I mean by flipping the court. You, know, you yeah. flip the court back to common law. Yeah, I do. When you're an administrative, and they try and you know they try and. Uh, uh, you, you flip it to common law, like Carl can do that. He can go into an administrative court, and he can flip it into common law instantly because he knows how to. But a lot of times, you know, if we go in and, you know... Here's, uh, yeah, but here's the, uh, the thing that occurred to me. Um, you see, flipping a uh, court, uh, there's two ways of flipping the court. You see, the one that you're thinking of and the one that I w- was thinking of for the last few months is when uh, you know you're uh, you're you know uh, you're, you're in an administrative court and you want to flip it over to common law and then of course Carl Lentz has you know a half a dozen a dozen ways to do that right mm-hmm. that's what you're talking about yeah okay but uh, the funny thing is is that when a person this is what you're doing you have to realize it is that when if you got a ticket or a summons, or a citation, or something to show up in court for something, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's against you, uh, you have a fine, or something like that. Um, and uh, now, uh, in order to... Uh, uh, the same thing goes when uh, uh, someone is taking your property, someone's, uh, the CAS is taking your children, and uh, they're going to court and talk to judge into uh, uh, getting the uh, court order that they have the legal right to take your children. You have to do that within five days. 
of uh, kidnapping your children, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, if a person acts really quickly within that five days and shows up in court and brings in their common law claim to their own children, that claim is flipping. You're flipping the court. Yeah. So, um, or if you get a, a ticket, you know, if you get a ticket, uh, whatever it is, uh, speeding or, uh, you know, or anything like that, and you have to go to court for the summons, uh, and you write up a claim against the uh, officer that uh, he's going to owe you money uh, for all the orders that he gave you, you know, you're going you're gonna to charge him a, a fee, a true bill of compensation for carrying out all his orders. So you, you bring that claim into court, and that, and, and that also will be flipping. They're flipping their court when you put you. So in other words, every time you, you bring in a claim against uh, the opposition on the same day, uh, you're you're at the, you're you're flipping the court. You're flipping it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, and the thing is, is that we we don't think of flipping in in that term. We think of flipping and uh, on what you said in the beginning uh, that that you know the, the, the judge is talking about administrative court, and then you want to flip the court over verbally. Okay, that's what you're talking about. Okay, yeah, that's uh, that's one way of describing flipping, but uh, the the main thing of flipping is that when you file a claim, you are flipping. You're flipping their court, and that's why uh, uh, Carl Carl Lentz says that when you make your claim and you file it with the court clerk, and now when you go to court, you shut your mouth. You you file your claim, and that's it. You you don't say anything. You you just flip. They're, they're, you know, you just flip, you did, you did their, 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 uh, their, uh, what do you call, uh, their court case is now doing somersaults. Yeah. What the hell to do? Because you got yours on top of that and yours trumps it. So you flipped it by filing a claim. So that's all I'm trying to say, you know, it took me a long time to say this. but Oh, no, but I, yeah, I get it. I, I get it, Sam. Yeah, I understand because Carl's talked about that a lot, too, and, and that's, that's yeah, I understand what you're saying, Sam, and I appreciate you saying it in, in, in your way, too, you know, to, to help others that, um, you know, come on to, to, to the show and others that will come in and, if, and anybody's got, like, everybody says things differently, so I appreciate hearing it from, from from different men and women, and we all we all say it different. We all understand it differently. But yeah, no, I I hear what you're saying there. It's it's pretty cool, you know. That you know, if we can get to learn to, like you say, flip courts like Carl, you know, when something comes up, that'll be fantastic. You know, it's, it's just got to become natural to us, doesn't it? And the more we talk about it, and the more we, you know, share with each other, and um, the more we're going to learn one more little point, maybe each show. If we can walk out of a show and learn one good point, one proper point, we're doing well. You know, if we can learn one more thing each time, you know, everyone has a show. And Yeah, no, thank you, Sam. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's great. Yeah, I miss Carl being on, you know. Uh, we don't, uh, he doesn't come on very much anymore, you know, or, or he's getting on to, maybe he gets on to some private shows with some of the men, but... Um, 
every once in a while he's done that too. But sure guess what? Pardon? Guess what? what? I got my computer back. Oh, great! It's fixed. <laughs> oh, good. So now I uh, I just got it last night. So uh, now I'm back to square one, and now I can uh, I can I can go back. I ha- I haven't had a computer for three months. Oh wow, it's been that long, has it? Yes, in three months, and uh, I've learned so much. I, I I've read a bunch of books. Uh, I went to the library yesterday, picked up three more books, and then the library phoned me uh, yesterday afternoon and said two more of my law books came in. I've got about uh, at least six or seven law books that I've ordered from the library that they don't have that uh, on their own personal shelves, but they're floating around the city in other libraries. Mm-hmm. So uh, now at the moment, sitting on my desk, I got three of them, and uh, they're really, really fascinating. Uh, well, one is not that fascinating. Well, actually, it is in a way. It's a dictionary. You know, talk about Carl Lentz's dictionary. I mean, this is a a dictionary, uh, a law dictionary, a Canadian law dictionary, but I guess probably similar to American. So um, I I found some nifty information in there. I just, uh, oh, just uh, earlier today, um, I wrote it all down. Uh, See if I can get it out later. Um, It's got to do with common law, you know, like, now, get this, you know, uh, Carl Lentz mentioned uh, in uh, some of his earlier talks that common law started in England back around 700 years ago. Now, of course, uh, you know, common law has been common law, like uh, like you said, uh, was before that common law has been for thousands of years, and every country has got their own common law. But we're in Canada, and uh, we basically have picked up the British common law set up, right? Yeah, I don't know. So, and of course, uh, Carl Lentz says that the uh, the common law that he's talking about, that he's been talking about for the last two and a half years, is the common law that uh, uh, was set up around seven or eight hundred years ago. So, guess what I did? I uh, went to the library and I got some... uh, a uh, book, and uh, it, it talks about uh, common law 700, uh, 700 years ago, up to today. And what the book is, is called the uh, Magna Carta. You heard of the Magna Carta? Well, I've just heard that word, Sam, but I don't really understand what it means. Well, it's, it's, a, uh, it's you know, how the, the American Constitution, the Canadian Constitution... Uh, the French Constitution, you know, you know, like the the Bill of Rights. Oh, okay. You know, the people have the Bill of Rights. Uh, the Bill of Rights and Freedom is called in Canada. Oh, okay. So now the the Magna Carta was the very first Bill of Rights that were, was ever proclaimed to the British monarchy in 1215. Uh, with uh, King John the First, I still remember. <laughs> so the year was actually 800 years ago this year. Uh, King John the First of England was uh, the first time that the uh, the so-called barons, uh, the barons of England, 
was basically the uh, kind of like the ruling aristocrats that ran the country. Okay, like you had the king. Okay, yeah, like you know the pyramid. Uh, with the pyramid in, in England, um, eight hundred years ago, it was the king was at the top. Underneath the king was the barons, and underneath the barons was the knights, and underneath the knights were the peasants. Okay, so that was the pyramid, uh, the structure of how uh, England was run. Uh, and most monarchs uh, in those days in all countries were run on that same basis. Mm-hmm. You had the king, the barons, uh, and uh, then the knights, and then, of course, you had the peasants. So uh, now what happened was that the king was exerting too much power. He was stealing from the barons. Some of the barons were being very successful in uh, capturing land and building castles and all that baloney uh, back in the, seven, in, the, in the year 1200. And King uh, John I uh, wanted to kind of steal some of it. And, of course, uh, him being the monarch and, and the true ruler of the whole country, he can steal anybody's stuff, supposedly. Mm-hmm. But the parents got together and got pissed. They really got pissed because he was stealing them from one baron. He was stealing from a whole load of them. And so they got together and they said, you know what, we're going to make a proclamation, okay, a kind of a constitution. And the constitution was called the Magna Carta. Okay, and that's basically what it is. The Magna Carta has uh, about, uh, the, the first Magna Carta had 69 clauses. You know, 69 sentences of all the country should be ruled and all the courts were supposed to be and what the king's duty was and that the king himself would be under the Magna Carta. In other words, he would not be the ruler, the true ruler of England, but the law would be that the, that the king had to abide by the law that he couldn't steal. He couldn't take anybody's land because he felt like it. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can take somebody's land if somebody's a crook, or somebody is uh, is a traitor, or something like that. He can take the people's land, but he couldn't take them. But he was taking them just because he, uh, you know, he wanted uh, he he wanted more power. This is King uh, King John the First uh, of England in the year two thousand, uh, year uh, twelve fifteen. <clears throat> so that was the first time. That they ever brought up the uh, uh, the uh, the Constitution called the uh, the Magna Carta. Now the Magna Carta was made from common law. Okay, this is where Carl says common law goes back hundreds of thousands of years. Okay, so uh, a lot of the lot of the stipulations and clauses that was put into the Magna Carta. Uh, was traditions that they had in England for over a thousand years. And so they decided to put it on paper, and it was the first time that the king actually put a seal on it, his own personal seal on his ring, that he would abide by it. So anyways, uh, that's uh, the the Magna Carta. So uh, what I'm getting at is that uh, I want to learn this uh, common law 
uh, really, really thoroughly. And I want to know where it came from and how it got started. And I thought I'd do my own research. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and my research is, is uh, I kind of went down the rabbit hole of the, uh, uh, I guess you can call it the institution of the Magna Carta, which today it's still uh, prevalent in about uh, 46 countries have adopted the Magna Carta only as a foundation. You know, you know how the Canada has its uh, uh, the Constitution, uh, the, 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 the Bill Bill of Rights and Freedoms in Canada. Mm-hmm. They got the, uh, the American uh, what do they call it? The American uh, uh, Proclamation, whatever. You got, I forgot they even know. You know the uh, American rights that they have. You know mm-hmm. Jefferson and uh, and the Washington signed. You know. So, uh, but all those, uh, all, a lot of the clauses, not all of them, but a lot of the clauses that were put into the Canadian and the American Constitution, and also the British and the French and uh, a lot of other countries around the world, came from the original Magna Carta that was invented by the British. Okay. Interesting, eh? Yeah, yeah. When you think about it, yeah, you you wonder, like you say, you so you're digging up, you're you're looking for the roots of common law, like I'm looking for the roots because you see, uh, you gotta understand, which is great. Yeah, you have to understand deeply all the judges, where they get the authority that they are under the common law. Mm-hmm. You see, uh, I want to know why the judge uh, that when you go into court. In the Canada, United States, the judge is not a judge under common law. He's called a magistrate. The magistrate uh, is, uh, you know, is, is not doing any judging. No, no, no judge in a common law court does any judging. Right. But you do. You're, if you have a common law court, you are the judge and you are the jury. And you actually, I think you're the hangman too. A man or woman going into common law court is a judge, jury, and hangman. And the judge, he's really there. uh, I think Carl mentioned that he's like, uh, uh, what do you call it, coach. So you make sure that everything is done according to the law, you know. But as far as the judgment goes, he's no judge. So, in my perspective, is that Carl already went through this. He already went through these books years and years ago. And I thought, well, I want to find out where where this all started. Where this common law actually did start. And why do the governments and the judges all kind of bow down to the common law you know, the law of, of the land, the law of the land. Now, an interesting thing, uh, the, uh, the law of the land. Now, you know, Carl mentions that quite often, the law of the land. You, you heard yeah. him say that a number oh, of times? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, for us, the law of the land is very common. And the same thing as common law is very common word. But, you know, in this dictionary I got, it's 650 pages. So it's a pretty extensive dictionary. And and you know what? 
they 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 didn't put in there the meaning of the uh, the, uh, the the law of the land. Law of the land is not in the dictionary. Not law of the land or law of the land. It's not, nowhere in the dictionary. That that doesn't surprise us, does it? Yeah, I, I'm uh, I'm going whoa, you know, and they left that out on purpose. There is they they want to hide, they want to hide all this common law so much, but I found it in the principles of law. Uh, British uh, when the when the Magna Carta was made, there was another uh, uh, another uh, a script of laws, I think it's called the principles of law or something like that. And uh now that is in the dictionary. Well I'm gonna write that down. That's good that's good to know if we want to research, you know, if anyone's interested in researching, you know, the history of common law. Uh you found it in principles. Yeah, hey, hey, no, I'll give it I'll give you the exact uh principles. I I uh, messed up on the here hey, no, I just got it. Okay. I got more notes. Oh my God! You need a filing cabinet, eh? Because you've been writing everything out by hand since you haven't had a computer, haven't you, Sam? Yeah. So uh, here, here I'll tell you the, uh, the actual meaning. So that uh, where are we here? Charter of Rights, Confederation of Canada. Um, the um, Talked about habeas corpus, you know, in there, uh, Queen's Bench, and, uh, oh, um, please remind me, I, I don't want to interrupt you, Sam, but when you're, um, when you're done finding that for me, principles of law or whatever you're looking for there, I would like to know, because um, I remember before you mentioned something about King's Bench. And I remember some of our friends saying there's no such thing. And I thought maybe you could elaborate a little bit more how you how you um, yeah it actually you come up it's, with that. The, uh, it's in the dictionary and I'll uh, read it to you. No no, no problem. Uh, Do what you're doing there. Sorry, I just wanna I just yeah, thought since no one else has got anything to talk about right now or hasn't mentioned anything, uh, that was really, a question yeah, I had. Yeah, this is really interesting because I went into the same dictionary, it's a 650 page Canadian. Dictionary of Law, and I looked up the word Queen's Bench, okay? Queen's Bench. And, uh, and this is what it said. Queen's Bench, and the meaning is, it's got two meanings. Number one, and this is how they wrote it, okay? In some provinces, okay? Okay. The name given to the superior court. Now, isn't that silly, the way they wrote it? Right, yeah. Making it sound like one particular court only. Yeah, in some province. But, but listen to this, though. They didn't demean the court, though. They didn't demean the Queen's Bench. Uh, they didn't demean it. They, they just kind of... Okay, number one, I'll repeat it. It says, in some provinces... The name given to the superior court. Mm-hmm. Well, the Queen's Bench is not a superior court in the sense that it's the superior court of Canada or the superior court of England or the superior court of the United States. This is what they're 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 
they're making it sound like. But uh, the word superior means it's superior to the uh, administ the administrative law and the codes and the uh, statutes. Yeah. That's what it means. But they, they're not telling you this in the in, in the in the dictionary. So I'll read it again. Uh, Queen's Bench, number one, in some provinces, the name given to the superior court. So son of a bitch. Yeah. They, they're acknowledging that Queen's Bench is a superior uh, court than the, uh, the... It doesn't tell you of what, though, right? You have to be smart enough to know it. And now number two, it says, in England, a superior court of common law. <laughs> a superior court of common law. Yes, yeah, it's got two meanings. Queen's yeah. Bench, okay, the first meaning in some provinces, mm -hmm. the name given to the superior court. Mm -hmm. Superior to what? That's my $64 question. <laughs> Obviously, it's superior to the, the judge's court, you know, the uh, statutes, codes. Right. You know, uh, superior to those. And the second meaning is, now, in England, a superior court of common law. So it's telling you that it is a superior court, the same as is in Canada, and, uh, and, it's, and it's called the common law court. But it doesn't tell you it's superior to what. That's what I'm getting at. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It, so it is superior. <laughs> so Caro is right. Queen's bench, and, uh, and in the States, it's got the court of records. Now, uh, the word uh, in the same dictionary, the court of records, okay, I'll read the meaning to that to, for you in this particular dictionary, okay? That'd be interesting. Court of records. Now, in the States, it's called the court of records. In Canada, it's Queen Bench, but uh, okay. In the States, Court of Records, a court which has power of fine or imprisonment. That's the name, that's the meaning in, uh, in this dictionary. A court which has power to fine a person or imprison a person. So, in other words, uh, oh, okay. so in other words, the, uh, uh, the common law. We uh, we can uh, claim we can make a, a claim a compensation a fine they call it a fine here yeah okay and or imprisonment so I, I don't know I, I I never I never heard Carl Lentz mention that you can actually send someone to prison well if if someone killed your mother or your father and you took it to a, a court of record um, a common law court of record. Um, yeah, and, and went up, you know, got, uh, took it to trial by jury, and they could, yeah, sentence a man. I, 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 I could see okay, that. Okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you got it. You got it right there, yeah. Yeah. And this, uh, now the other ones, uh, now this is called the King's Bench. Remember I told you there's a Queen's Bench, King's Bench? Yeah. Okay, now the King's Bench, the meaning of that is you know, the, the, the superior court of some uh, provinces. The superior court of some provinces. So in other words, the Queen's Bench and the King's Bench is the same. 
<laughs> well, I wonder why, yeah, all we ever hear about is a queen's bench. Like, I've never heard of a king's bench until you mentioned it. The king's bench is more in England, but uh, oh. but, but it's fed here, Superior Court of some provinces. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. I mean, interesting. Uh, no, that's interesting. Yeah, well, that, that's... Okay, so, in other words, what I'm getting at is that this information that I just gave you just now verifies on in the uh, uh, in this uh, in this dictionary. This dictionary is not a common law dictionary. This is a uh, uh, what do you call it? a cold statute dictionary, okay, of Canada. And in there, it uh, exemplifies uh, that uh, and, and goes out of the way and tells you that the Queen's Bench is a superior uh, court. Cool. It's superior to what, though? You see? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In other words, you have to be in common law to understand what it means, or you have to be a judge. Right. And a lawyer wouldn't know that either. If a lawyer read that, he would have said, oh, yeah, you know, Queen's Bench. You imagine if you talk to a lawyer... And well, you know, I'm going to take uh, you know my claim to Queen's Bench, and a lawyer wouldn't know what the hell you're talking about. So if he went into this dictionary and he looked it up, Queen's Bench, it would say uh, you know a name given to a superior court. So you know maybe the the lawyer would be thinking, oh, that's part of the the Superior Court of Canada with with its nine judges. Well, you see. So he wouldn't know what, uh, what what Queen's Bench really means, either. The lawyer wouldn't. But the judge would. The judge would know exactly what it means, the same as we, uh, learning common law, we know what it means. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I want to double-check to see where uh, Carl got his information, and I want to see, uh, you know, whether his information is verified in some of the books that I read. Yeah. And then you pick up more. You, then as you read and verify, you, you pick up more information. Mm-hmm. So then you feel more confident. See, that's what happens, eh? Yeah. You feel confident in what you're doing. And it is very hard to find this common law information, isn't it? Because like you say, they're trying to hide it from us. Trying to hide it from you, you see. It's, oh, yeah. Even in the dictionary, they, like even the the name Queen's Bench, all they're saying it's a superior court. Well, that doesn't. No, wait a minute. See, the average person thinks a superior court is being one of those nine judges that govern the government. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, then they'll say, "Oh, well, it's just uh, you know uh, part of that." But no, no, no. no. See, uh, Queen's Bench is a superior court. Goddamn right, is a uh, part of the French. Uh, you know, uh, it is a. A much superior court than these uh, codes and statutes uh, court. And I have heard through through my time of studying that uh, you know there was a point where I heard, oh, a, a man or a woman can't get into a superior court. It's only for like you say, it's only for, um, you know, the government or you know the persons, person. You know, it's only for the person. Like a common man or woman couldn't get into a superior court, but that's where they're trying to, you know, keep the common man out of it because um, they don't want us coming in, uh, you know, and turning it into a court of record, or they don't want us using common law. So that's I remember hearing that when I was was learning. Oh no, you can't get to superior court. This superior court, you can't get to. <laughs> I remember hearing that. 
I don't know where or whether I read it or I have no idea. But, yeah, that's how they're trying to mislead us, eh? That's interesting, Sam, yeah. And that just kind of shows, like, I know when um, when others hear um, us, you know, if we're studying something about the law or learning administrative law or something like that, um, they think, oh, God, you shouldn't be learning that stuff. You're just wasting your time. But it actually, like you say, it verifies it verifies what we're learning. You know, it shows what they're trying to hide. You know, it verifies common law, it verifies Carl and and what we're learning. And uh, I think that's that's pretty interesting. Um, I went down to my library, and, and I still haven't. Um, I was actually there again today, but, of course, short on time, and I kind of looked around, but I didn't see anything. I didn't see anything on a law book. Any law. <laughs> any law. That's a, they want to dumb us down, don't they? Yeah. It definitely wouldn't be anything there on common law. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm still, you know, looking around, too, to do research from all over the place and just verify common law is what we're doing, eh? Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, just getting a little bit more information, you know, and, uh, you know, because uh, you you want to be able to really understand the roots of it, you know, in order to be good at it. <clears throat> yeah, I guess Seven uh, has a question here. Yeah, anyone has any questions or if they, uh, questions or statements or, or knowledge or anything, or, you know, if somebody says something that you don't agree with, please pipe up and, and we're, we're just sharing. Hi, nobody disagrees with me? No, no, no. Uh, no, guess Seven has Wait, a question here. Carolyn's number two here, and uh, no one—I'm uh, right 100% of the time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No conceit in your family. You got it all. Guest seven has a question here. If a man has never put his signature on the Constitution, is he obligated to follow it? Well. Well, in common law, no, absolutely not. Because uh, you know, if a person. Uh, is going by common law, uh, the Constitution. A man, a man or a woman, you mean? A man is going by common law. A man or a woman is going by common law, yeah. You know, the, the Constitution doesn't matter. Believe it or not, uh, the Constitution, you know, it's made up for the persons. And the uh, the people that put their name on it, you know, uh, on the, whoever signed them, I mean, well, okay, well, they signed it, and that's their law. They can keep it. They can fold it up, put it in their back pocket, and they can walk out the back door. They can keep it because, you know... Yeah, it's got nothing we're to all, do with all self, We're all... Individ, we're all, uh, what do you call Self-governed human beings okay, in this land here, right? And we're all self-governed. So, uh, And at the prime minister, he's self-governed, and, and uh, you and I are self-governed. And uh, he has no authority over you or I. So if he can have a signature on a constitution, well, that's fine. Let him keep it. But if you believe, that's another thing altogether. If you believe that uh, the that you're part of his clan, uh, his civilization, uh, his citizenship, and you believe that the prime minister is your father and your head person in the family of Canadians, then yeah, you have to abide by the principles uh, uh, that uh, he wrote on on the Constitution. 
because you consent to it. You can you can, you can that's the problem. We consent, yeah. Um, we all we all consent. You know? Yeah, if a rule or regulation comes up, and you know, a, a police officer or a judge says to us, "You have to do this. You must do that. You shall do this." We think, okay, and we do it. Um, this is why guess seven. We're we're learning common law, and 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 the real law of of man is because no, we don't have to follow these constitutions and things. Our our law is do no harm. That's it. That's God's law. That's the law of man and woman. Do no harm, and that covers everything. So we don't have to, um, you know, follow their their. They made their laws up for themselves for for the government. They they made their laws for for themselves for the, like Sam's is their little clan. So um, yeah, I guess seven. I'm just reading because of people that are men and women that are on the phone um, that. You know, can't see what's on the chat. I'd like to read what's on the chat. And guest seven says that I choose to be a subject to God's law. Um, and he's quoting here the 1611 King James Version. And yeah, I, I believe in God's law also. So, and you know, like like common law and God's law are so close. But I believe God's law is, you know, the superior of, of man because man's perfect. But that's my opinion. But yeah. So anyway, guess seven, yeah. So I think that kind of answers guess seven's question. If man, if a man has never put his signature on the Constitution, is he obligated to follow it? No, he's not obligated, but uh, most of the time we consent to it without realizing a lot of times, but this is where we have to learn, uh, you know, our, um, you know, what we really are. You know, are we going to be part of the, their, their Constitution or their clan, like Sam says, or... You know, are we going to learn to be a man or learn to be a woman and, and learn the trickery that, that's enslaved us all these years? This is what we have to, we have to do. And, and it's all due diligence. Another key word, uh, key, you know, two words, due diligence. Due diligence means, okay, uh, at least with uh, the exact meaning I don't have, but uh, due diligence basically means that uh, you, um, you know, you, you're supposed to know something, and if you don't know it, you are still at fault. Okay? Uh, if you, you know, like, for instance, uh, you should know common law, and uh, so there, but nobody knows common law hardly. Um, so, therefore, uh, you, you have due diligence to know that uh, you could learn common law and know your rights, your rights of authority. And uh, so, um, uh, like a police officer, okay, uh, he's giving a person a ticket, for instance, and uh, but in reality, he's not allowed to give a person any tickets. He can give a person a reminder if, uh, if a person is going... Uh, speeding, he wants to pull him over and say, "Hey, you know, you're speeding. You, you better take it easy. You know, uh, you could hurt yourself or hurt somebody else, and uh, you know, you could have a lawsuit, you know, or, or something against you." Uh, but uh, he doesn't really have any right at all to give you a ticket. He has no rights to give you a ticket. Zero rights to give you a ticket. You're, because he is a servant. The servant only has duties 
and duties to make sure you don't get into an accident while you're while you're traveling in your car. You know, so he has the he has to have the due diligence to know that if he's giving you a ticket, that you can charge him back for giving you an order because. You know, we don't live in a country that uh, uh, there's, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? slavery. We don't have slavery in this country, so no one has to take any orders. Slavery has been banned for over 100 years or more. And uh, so, uh, therefore, the cop has no jurisdiction to give anybody any orders to do anything. Now, he has the due diligence to know what, what I'm talking about has to have the due diligence. Now, most cops don't go out of the way to read books on common law. They don't read books on law at all. All they're told is go out there and give tickets. So then if they run into someone like uh, Sonia or me uh, on, the, on the highway and they pull us over and we explain to them that uh, uh, they're in deep shit. They pulled over the wrong person because, first of all, uh, they had no right to pull you over, okay, because as a common law person, you have the right to travel from A to B without any interference, uh, so no one can trespass on your property and telling, telling you to move your property over and stop, giving you an order. There's no slavery in this country. So he has to have the due diligence to know that the guy that comes out of that car could be coming after him for... Uh, a few uh, thousand dollars in uh, compensation. <laughs> That's a kind of a mouthful what I'm talking about, but uh, no, it, it, it it makes sense once you know you you start to learn common law and, and the rights of men. Well, you know um, how to be a man and how to be a woman. Yeah, it it makes sense. Yeah, the due diligence part. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, they, I see. They, so, yeah, they know the due diligence now. You see, I ran into that when I was in real estate. And when I was in real estate, as I mentioned to you before, I was in a real estate salesperson for 25 years. And I remember one time I made a mistake, okay? But in the contract, I wrote up a contract, I made a mistake, and the customer complained, okay? Complained to the real estate board who uh, who oversees all the real estate agents. So the now I didn't think I did anything wrong. I thought I I, I knew real estate inside out. I've been in real estate many years and I I, I I could have swore I didn't do anything wrong. But anyways I got a letter from the uh, uh, from the, the real estate board that that I did wrong. That's well where did I do wrong? He says, well, because uh, uh, I, you know, there, there is a law uh, that, I, that I contravened, it's a, some kind of a small law that I contravened, that I didn't know about. I said, well, I didn't know that. I said, How would I know that stupid law? You know, no one in a million years would ever bring that up. So, uh, but the, the guy at the real estate board said, Sam, that's due diligence, you know. I mean, I wouldn't know that law existed for the next 5,000 years if I was an agent. But that's tough. He says, you're supposed to know it. So you've got to have due diligence to know that there is a law in the book 
You're not supposed to do that. And I go, okay, well, I guess I'm guilty. So the same as a police officer. He has due diligence, okay, to find out that the business he's in and giving tickets to people is a crime. He's the one that's committing the crime by giving tickets to people. And he should figure it out that, you know, whether it's morally right to give people fines that they shouldn't be get, getting fined from traveling from A to B. Yeah, when traveling, Sam, sorry to interrupt here. I'm just reading the board what uh, I guess Seven's uh, stating here. If Yeah, like you say, when traveling, and which is a difference in driving, and guess Seven just made a statement here. If you have a license plate, he has every right to pull you over. You are under his jurisdiction when you... And I can't read my complete chat. I don't know why I've mentioned that every time I'm on the show. Uh, for some reason, it cuts off a few of my words or a few words that come to me. So all I have is, if you have a license plate, he has every right to pull you over. You are under his jurisdiction when you, I presume, are driving, which, which is which is true. You're kind. Of, you are under their jurisdiction because you've registered uh, your automobile and it is now a vehicle in their eyes and um yeah you you've you've begged for the application for a driver's license so yeah you're under their jurisdiction but i think sam's saying when um when you're tra- when you're traveling you know and you know you don't have that license, license plate of, of theirs that belongs to them and you haven't registered your automobile to them so i think that's the difference he's talking about there, guest seven it's, it's traveling you can have a license you can have a... we can have a license but when when you've got a plate on your automobile uh kind of you know i see what he's saying you're you're under their jurisdiction when you've got a plate like they sh- they really shouldn't stop you anyway unless it's an emergency Hang on. you're not under their jurisdiction the plate uh, it doesn't belong to you, and either does your real estate, uh, your uh, driver's license. True. The driver's license doesn't belong to you. If you read the small print, it says property of you know, whatever state or province you're in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not even yours. You're just kind of it's in your wallet. It belongs to somebody else. You're carrying it. You're carrying it as ID, really. That's all. It's not even yours. And the license plate's the same thing. So the thing is, is that you're traveling, and uh, now if you want to use the uh, the code system, the statute system, uh, if there's any benefits for you, now carrying a license in your wallet is probably a benefit. You know, you don't want to be pulled over, and the cop pulls you over and says, "Give me your license or whatever," and, he, and then uh, you know you start fighting with him that you don't, you're not going to give them to him, and so on. He hits you over the head with a stick or something. Uh, that's not very good. So, uh, you know, you want to have a license, so you just give it to him and say, yeah, here it is. But as a but as a common law uh, man or woman, uh, you can actually uh, uh, get a, a compensation for anything that the officer does. And he has to have the due diligence, which he doesn't. They don't have due diligence because they're never taught. But he has to have due diligence. That's what due diligence means. That they should know it, and if they don't know it, it's tough luck to them. So uh, yeah, yeah I you see know. your points too. Yeah, yeah, I see your points. Like they're really not even, you know, shouldn't even be pulling us over or turning the lights on 
unless it's an emergency or something, or, you know, they we've caused someone harm or anything like that, like you say, yeah, that makes sense, too. You know, even if you have a license plate, um, yeah, because we can use those benefits. If we choose to drive a school bus or... Um, you know, driving commerce cab or whatever, we we you know we can use those benefits. You know, they are then they they are a benefit. But yeah, I see your point, Sam. Yeah, we should be able to travel, whether we've got a license plate on our car. That makes sense to me too. Yeah. Yeah, you can, you can put them on there. Yeah, that's not a problem. And they yeah. and they yeah, we shouldn't have them. You want to blend in with the rest of society and all that? I'm sure that's a benefit. That's mm-hmm. a benefit for a common law a man or woman to have a driver's license and to have the plates. You know, so it costs you a couple bucks to have that benefit. So if you don't mind spending a couple hundred bucks, uh, you know, to have a license and the license plate, I think they're around $150 or something a year. Uh, so, uh, you know, but at least uh, you don't, as a common law man or woman, you don't have, you have to have either one. But do you want to have the confrontation over and over and over again, you know, of different police officers pulling you over in a given year and explaining to them that you are, you know, a man and woman or a woman of common law, uh, you know, uh, knowledge of common law, law, a student of law, student of common law, and then I don't have to have one. And of course, uh, they'll give you a ticket anyways, but now what you got to do, you got to go to court and they'll fight it. So the, who wants all that waste of time? Especially if you're in an area that you're just passing through, you know, uh, 500 miles away from your home. <laughs> Are you going to go to their courts and fight for a $200 ticket? It costs you $200 worth of gasoline just to get there. Well, chances are you probably just pay the ticket and forget about it, you know. It's all part of the cost of uh, of everyday life. Uh, you know, as long as you can afford it, of course, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's what I used to look at it. I, I get a ticket, I say, okay, well, it's just part of the part of the course of, uh, you know, uh, doing business uh, in your city. Uh, if it's a big ticket, like, uh, you know, if a person got caught, uh, drinking and driving, that's a big ticket, really big ticket. Plus you lose your license, plus uh, you lose points, plus your insurance rate goes up. That one you probably may want to fight. But if it's a uh, traffic violation of some sort, uh, somebody under $200 whatever, uh, it's probably easier just to go pay it. Yeah. If, you're, if you know how to act as an idiot, uh, then you can just go to court and say you're an idiot, and then you don't have to pay for the ticket at all either. Another way of getting around the ticket, uh, you, you know, you know, Sanya, you just uh, you get a ticket, and then you show up in court, and then when the person, uh, when the judge asks you your name, you just say, uh, uh, you know, Judge, I'm a total idiot. Uh, I don't understand legalese. I didn't go to school for legalese. I don't know Japanese, Chinese, or legalese. I'm a total idiot, and I don't understand. So I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what's going on. You know, I'm just a total idiot. So the judge is going to say, okay, idiot, get out of the courtroom. And, of course, you don't have to pay the ticket when he kicks you out of the courtroom. That's it. You you won the case. 
Yeah, it is that easy, you know, and as simple as that. And uh, because you see, uh, the judges know common law. Common law, uh, idiot is a terminology of common law. Uh, you, you, no one has a right, no, no judge has a right to force a person to understand what the ticket is all about, what legalese language is all about. What What is this, the, the description of writing inside a ticket? No one can force a person to say, you understand this, if you say you don't. Okay, so, and the judge goes, well, uh, uh, the way uh, the way that Carl mentioned was that a judge by law cannot, uh, cannot uh, give a person a fine if he, uh, uh, what's the word that, uh, he can't incriminate himself. That's that's the word. You can't go into court and incriminate yourself. And so, and if you do, uh, if you're trying to or you do whatever, uh, then the the judge has to let you go. So this is when you say that you're a total idiot. Okay, uh, the judge goes, well, he's incriminating himself. I guess I don't know. I'm sure exactly the dynamic behind it. And I'm just kind of second guessing it because uh, uh, Carl says that you can't incriminate yourself in court. Judge can't find you if you incriminate yourself. Hmm. And I, I don't know how uh, the word idiot incriminates yourself, but obviously it does. And so the judge goes, okay, get out. And he chases you out of the room. And on uh, that basis, you don't have to pay the ticket. But it's actually as simple as that. Now, the word idiot uh, in two uh, dictionaries, one that I checked out last week at Chapters, and this one here I got at the library, 650 pages of, uh, of uh, legal legal words, uh, the word idiot wasn't in either of the books. <laughs> How do you like that, Sonia? Unbelievable. Everybody yeah. knows there's a word, idiot. Yeah, and, and, and <laughs> you could use it in court. And they don't have it. So I, I guess the... But when you go on the computer under etymology, uh, com, uh, you'll find the meaning there. And, uh, and then there you go. There's the meaning. Tells you right off the bat what it means. It means that you don't understand what it is that the uh, people are talking about here. You're like a told you. It's like the judge is talking Japanese, and everybody's talking Japanese, and you're in there talking English. So uh, how can you be convicted if you if everybody's talking a certain? I think that's what it is. If everybody's talking a certain language, and you don't understand the language, they can't. It's impossible for them to convict you. Mm-hmm. See, that's that's what it is. By proclaiming proclaiming that you're an idiot, that's what it is. They can't, uh, you know, you walk in. They're t- you know, just picture yourself. You're you're in Japan, okay? You're in Japan, and you get a speeding ticket. You go to court, okay? You show up in court, and uh, and then you hear some mumbling from the bench. The judge is. Probably calling out your name, 
But you're just sitting there. You don't know, you know, how he pronounced your name. He didn't say it right or whatever. You don't even know he called your name. And then I suppose maybe the, uh, someone nudges you to the front. He says, oh, you got to go to the front. You know, okay. And then the judge starts talking to you in Japanese. <laughs> you can just put your hands in the air and say, hey, no capiche. No capiche, no capiche. I don't understand. I'm an idiot. The judge, uh, the, the Japanese judge has to basically tell you to leave. Uh, how can he convict you if you don't understand what it is that he's talking about? You know, if you bring it uh, even one step further, let's suppose you had a uh, a dog or a pet, you know, and you took the pet to court. You know, and, uh, does a pet know anything about committing a crime that the judge is talking about? You know, a horse, or a dog, a cat? No, of course not. They're just total idiots. They're, they're beyond idiots. They're, they're animals. So that's what an idiot is. So you go into court, you say you're an idiot, and uh, so the judge can't give you a ticket and find you. Mm-hmm. That's my way of explaining it. Well, yeah, thank you, Sam. No, it, it's another way of looking at it, and it, it it makes sense also. Like, you know, if someone can't understand what you're talking about, how you know, how can you, you know, how can they, you know, have something against you when you you can't even defend yourself, basically? <laughs> yeah, you can't defend yourself. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Face one and guess seven here are still they're chatting about um still talking about plates and and property and you know, things like that. Guess seven get off my speakerphone, I understand it doesn't sound very good. Um, yeah. Uh Aaron says you can use the plate to to identify your property so the state can secure and protect it for you. And guess seven says, good point. I was under the impression that uh, the presumption they claimed the car as the state's property through the VIN. So, uh, yeah, lots of different ideas. You know, and like you say, we can use we can use these benefits. And we shouldn't be, you know, harassed all the time just because we're using the benefit. You know, right? Well, you know, the biggest the biggest crime of all is income tax. Yeah. You know, we talk about, uh, you know, we talk about, um, you know, getting a ticket, you know, like even Carl Lentz is set up with people calling in, you know, how do you beat a going through a stoplight, you know? I mean, come on, give me a break, you know? Jeez, the guy's been studying law for over a dozen years and, uh, and all he gets is people calling in and how to you know how to win a traffic ticket, you know. So, uh, but you know, he, he probably likes to get substant uh, some you know questions that have some meat to it, you know. Uh, you know, like children's aid, that's a very important one, you know. I mean, that's uh, that's got a lot of meat in there. You have problems with the children's aid. Uh, no one ever talks about income tax, and uh, that's uh, that's a really big issue. Because a uh, hundred years ago, uh, no one paid income tax. 
United States, uh, the year, you know, let's say uh, the year 1900, uh, there was close to uh, 100 million people living in the United States. Uh, three times the population of Canada is today. And uh, 100 million people, how many of those people were paying income tax? Zero. They seemed to get by. There were roads everywhere 100 years ago. You know, trains were going, playing, and well, there was no planes in those days, but, you know, uh, the economy was moving, and, uh, uh, you know, the, the government got uh, taxes from the corporations. That was their main way of getting taxes, but no one paid income tax. And here it is 100 years later. Here we are today, 100 years later, and we're paying about 60% of our income that comes in goes to taxes somewhere along the line. You know, you may not know you're paying taxes, but you're paying taxes. Now, the, the most obvious is the income tax. And that's, uh, that's your biggest, biggest problem is income tax, because there you're looking at anywhere from 25% to 50%, depending on your income. Now, can you imagine paying 25%? An average person spends about 25% of their income goes to income tax. Well, I guess it would be, which would it be? Your great-grandfather? Probably yeah. your great-grandfather. Uh, is that 100 years ago? What would that be? Your great-grandfather? Didn't yeah. pay any income tax. Zero. So if you went back to him and said, hey, Grandpa, how much income tax did you pay? No, no, I didn't pay anything. Oh, geez, uh, why? Well, I'm paying 25%. What? Are you insane? What are you doing paying 25% to the government? When did this start? Imagine uh, the great-grandfather coming alive today and finding out that people are paying 25% of their income to the government and where he came from 100 years ago, uh, it wasn't paying a penny. So uh, that, that's a big issue, and uh, the United States is the only country uh, in the whole world where if you don't pay your income tax, you go to jail. That's a biggie. That's a big problem. Yeah. yeah. Canada, you, uh, you don't go to jail at all, uh, as far as I know. Uh, I mean, you can have your wages guaranteed by the government, but uh, you don't go to jail. But in the States, you go to jail. And uh, across all the other countries, you don't go to jail. They get your assets. You know, if you own a house or you own something, they'll come and put a lien on it and steal it from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't put you in jail like they do in the States. So income tax is a, uh, a pretty big uh, issue. Now, uh, supposedly income tax is voluntary. Uh, people in the know know that income tax is voluntary. People in the know know that income tax is voluntary. So uh, the ones that know it's voluntary, uh, and they, uh, and you, and <laughs> I guess if you're living in the states, uh, you gotta know you gotta know your law a lot better than you do in other countries, or at least in Canada. Uh, voluntary. 
What does that mean? It means you have a choice of paying or not paying. Oh, I'm going to volunteer something. Or I'm not going to volunteer something. Well, uh, that's basically... uh, In Canada, if you read your T4 sheets, uh, somewhere in there it says that you are voluntarily paying income tax. It says that right on your T4s, your yearly income tax sheets that you fill out. Voluntarily, if you find it, if you if you look somewhere in there, uh, I don't have it in front of me, but uh, you'll see the word voluntary. I've watched uh, quite a few. Uh, sorry, Sam, I've watched quite a few videos on that. Now you know you don't know what you can believe, what you can't sometimes, but I've seen um, where there were uh, men and women that were actual um, agents that that worked for the government in the IRS or the CRA. And they've been coming out, you know, and, and talking about this. And uh, one one woman said, she said, I hunted and hunted and hunted and hunted and uh, for a law that says that we have to pay income tax. And there is no law. And it's what they, they say, you know, ask them, where's the law? Show me the law that we have to pay. What law? You know, where's the law? And, you know, to the best of my knowledge, I haven't found one. Um, just by studying from what other people, other men and women that uh, were in the business, in the business of taking people's assets, like you say, and, you know, where's the law? And there, there's no law out there. Yeah, I agree with you. And it's, it's supposed to be volunteer, but if you, if you don't volunteer, yeah, they'll throw you in jail or take your take your assets, take your property. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that's, in that's common a, that's, law, that's though, okay, but in common law, you see, you don't say where's the law. Uh, somehow or other, they, uh, the administration, administrative law, uh, the code and statute uh, courts, uh, they got ways to get around that. They, I don't know, they find you. You ask them where's the law, uh, depending on the judge and you know and how he feels and whatever, uh, you might get away with uh, you know not paying any any income tax, but uh, there's a high probability will say that you did something else you know, to uh, you saw something you didn't agree with. I don't know, but in common law, uh, the one way that you can fight the income tax is you say, uh, you know, uh, you know, the corpus delicti. You know, uh, bring the body of the person. You know that says yeah. I owe the money. Yeah. And this is why in common law, you can get away with it. Rather than fighting them on the word vo- voluntary, oh, I did voluntary, you did voluntary, I said, forget about it. We're not going to go that route. We're going to go the common law route. common law route is, okay, if I owe the money, you know, how much money do I owe? Bring the man forward that I owe the money to. Okay, so the, the IRS, the CRA, um, the Australian uh, uh, income tax, whatever, they have to bring a man forward say that you owe that money on income tax. They have to. In common law. So uh, is the the income tax bureau going to send someone? Who are they going to send to say that uh, Mr. Joe Smith here owes $100,000? They're going to send nobody. 
they don't want to touch that. Uh, they don't want to touch that apple with a ten foot pole. They're going to let you go. They're going to say, you know what? We got a hundred million other people that we can steal money from. But Mr. Joe Smith here, point. He's got us by the Corleones, and uh, as they say, uh, you know, uh, he's got the IRS, the CRA by the Corleones. And no one's going to show up in court that they owe, that they're going to proclaim that uh, this person, John Smith, uh, owes $100,000 to the government. And so, therefore, the person, uh, you know, the, the man or the woman would say to the judge, court dismiss, court discharge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we definitely have lots to learn, and and uh, anyway, Sam, if you don't mind, um, North Georgia, thanks for coming. Um, uh, Billy the Kid's on, and uh, Cheyenne was just asking if uh, she could uh, hear from Billy. Um, he, we haven't heard from Billy for a little while, and um, uh, Cheyenne said he may have something going on that she'd like to hear about some notices that he's put into his case. Now, I don't know how Billy feels about that, but uh, um, Bill, uh, did you uh, want to say hello to everyone? Oh, sure. Hi, Sonia. How are you? Hi. Hi, I'm good. Missed you. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for dropping in. uh, How have you been? Okay? Family good? Yeah. Yeah, everybody's good. Things are good. Good. Well, that's wonderful, because, you know, when we... Uh, don't hear from our friends, you know. You, you, we think of them often, and and uh, wonder, you know, if everyone's okay. And and um, nice to hear from you. I'm t- just trying to watch the chat board. You got anything new to share with us? We're, we're no, doing- I just been just kind of getting uh, the business back together after that big battle. So I haven't really been doing anything. I'm just jumping in and listening here and there. And- Keeping up with my videos, watching Carl, and that's about it. Yeah, yeah. Carl isn't on a lot anymore. You know, I, I he's, you know, got things in his life that he's he's taking care of. We kind of miss him too. You know, yeah, we don't... he's doing his job. Yep. He's got his calling. <laughs> yeah, we've all got our lives, and and uh, it was nice to you know, have him here in, in, in our lives, you know, to for a period of time anyway, and it, it, it's spreading just like wildfire, isn't it? Yeah, it's rubbing off, man. There's been a, I've been hearing a lot of good guys coming out lately. There was a guy the other night, I can't remember whose show he was on. I want to say Angela's actually last night. Did you listen to that? No, I didn't. Yeah, there was a guy on there. He was breaking it down pretty good. Gus had his show. He was breaking it down pretty good. So, uh, yeah, exciting. I realize now it's a much slower process, you know, especially listening to Gus talk about Carl's patience and how he says it 500 times until the 499th time Gus finally gets it. Oh, that's what he means. (laughs) So... It, it is kind of like that. You know, you do all the studying and it makes sense, it feels right, but you just can't seem to get through it. And you take a break from it and it kind of just melts in. It, it does. It takes time. 
So I'm just doing my thing, letting it take time, soak in, thinking about what I did, what I should have done, what I could do. You know, it's all good. Good. Yeah, all good. Good, and you're getting your your business back up and running, and and you yeah. know it's it's great. You know, I, I it's an every, everyday thing too. So no matter what we do, you know, it's 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 amazing how this is always you know on our mind, and it, and it it changed your life, doesn't it? For me, it did. Yeah, I've had a lot change. I mean, when my mother got cancer, and I learned about the Rick Simpson oil, that was a big. And then I found out the government's putting shit in our food and fluoride and just like this big, this huge learning experience. And then Carl was just like the overdose of all experiences, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I kind of just had to draw back and go to detox and just kind of think about everything because it's, it's overwhelming. But the truth of it is, you know, there is a higher power looking out for us. We might not like the way he's looking out for us, but this is his gig. We're just here playing the game. Yeah, I believe so too, and that's that's a, a wonderful subject in itself too. That's why I have like having these shows on on Sunday evenings because it 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 takes uh, it takes you away to a, another dimension. You know, when we get studying about God and you know um, why we're here, where we're going. Um, you know, do we have a hope, you know, um, and, and where the, the world's going as it is right now, you know, um, so I, I enjoy having these, these, these Sunday talk shows because it just takes you into a different realm, you know, something a little, to me, um, there's more, more positive, um, I, I don't know how to explain it, uh, but I, I, I really look forward to them, that's, that's my, my, my favorite time is is um, God's law or man's show and I and I learn every every time, you know, from others and and uh each each time I, I do it, you know, it just, just keeps me keeps me going. Um, you know, especially having you know, something something more positive to look forward to. So yeah, thanks for mentioning, you know, um you know, a higher power and stuff like that because I think that's where you know, we need to to go because if we look at the world the way it is, um, you don't have whether you believe in God or not. You know, we, we know we're in trouble. The, the, <laughs> we're in big trouble. You don't have to be a, a you know a spiritual person, a person that believes in God or, or not. Even even little little babies and kids growing up. You know, can you imagine growing up being being a a young person, young man or woman? Uh, seeing the world the way it is grow into this, like I'm 57 years old, I think, uh, and uh, joking, uh, but I am 57. But when I grew up, um, I, I never knew a world like this. It was more carefree, you know. It it just now young young. Uh, Young men and women grow are growing up with with the severe stress. Their their parents aren't stressed. Their parents are are split up. Um, you know, it's it's more chaotic. At least I think. I know raising raising four of my own, that uh, they 
you know they were raised in a more stressful life than 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 I was uh back in my time uh I remember having cousins where you know there was no such thing as birth control I had 9 or 10 or 11 cousins in one family and we were all like a big family nowadays you you hardly know your neighbor <laughs> you know it's uh, totally totally different world in in the last 100 years Hi, Eric. Eric just dropped in, friends. Yeah, so, and Gina Marie's dropped in. I'm just going for a glass of water. Hey, thanks for dropping in, friends. Yeah, so we were just talking to Billy the Kid, and and um, uh, Sam was just telling us about some books that he's been reading and just kind of, you know, talking about law and common law and, uh, you know, whatever, if anybody, anyone's got anything that uh, they want to ask any questions or uh, anything. We don't have any specific subject. I, I was going to get into um, uh, writing claims and things. I, I would like to, to talk more about writing claims. I saw a claim on Carl's uh, website there, and I thought, wow, that was pretty pretty powerful. But then I, I, I find out that that's a bad claim, and uh, not to go that route. It was quite long. Apparently, um, it, it uh, can really get us into trouble. So it didn't. It didn't take me long to find out it wasn't such a good claim. Uh, it's on Carl's website, and uh, it was uh, about a woman. Her name's Amy, and um, she made this claim. And I guess it uh, it was not good anyway. But I, I presumed it was on uh, her babies because she she put in this claim, Exhibit A, B, C, and D. So I presumed, you know, with with four exhibits like that, that I just presumed it was uh, babies, but it was her property. But so that's what got me going uh, this evening. When I posted around about the talk show this evening, I put, uh, you know, I'd like to have a discussion on writing claims because of this one uh, particular claim that's actually on Carl's website. I don't know if many of you have seen it. A few have. Cheyenne and I were talking about it, um, and Aaron. I think I think Aaron mentioned that uh, something about it. Yeah, but uh, I'd like to to learn more in, in in writing claims, and also, you know, little points like, uh, you know, when you when when you're trying to get a claim into the court, you know, what obstacles are are men and women running into? You know, when they try to take a claim and take it to the the clerk of the court, um, what obstacles, you know, like they're saying, well, no, sorry, you can't file this, you can't file that. How do you overcome these obstacles? You know, oh, you got to use this form or you got to use that form. You know, just any suggestions or ideas that we can take notes on. Um, Sam and I started up a a room in Skype where I, I wanted to put just particularly just letters that are working, just claims that are working, you know, and um, just for the benefit of others to see, okay, this this one worked for so-and-so in this particular circumstance. So if anyone's got any experiences that, um, th- you know, things that, are, that have worked for them or, or has helped them, you know, um, this would be nice to, to share so that we can you know, strengthen ourselves and, um, you know, share with others. 
because there's there's so many men and women that are that are having so many problems and we we're just trying to put the pieces together and it's not easy is it like you're saying billy you know you gather up all these pieces and bits and pieces and stuff and, and it just becomes overwhelming and it like you say you almost have to take a break from it and and uh let our brains sort it out hey well i'll tell you what Sonia. for me it was uh I felt like I was against time, and it's almost like if I try to explain it to people, like if you're trying to learn how to build a house, it's just a lot to do in the house, and I mean a lot, a lot of different trades, and if you're trying to learn how to do that and then go to battle with someone who knows how to build a house, you're probably going to lose. Yeah. And that's really our odds going into court is these people do this all day, every day. So what Carl says and makes it real simple is you write a three fucking sentence claim and just that's it. And then if you want to attach exhibits and, you know, say whatever the hell you want, but your claim is just very simple. You know, they pick my bone, give bone back. So that's why you keep saying it like that. And it makes sense. Now more than it did then because I ended up filing into somebody's case and uh, I lost. But mm-hmm. now back on it, I realized I should have just filed my own claim just like Carl said. Well, it, we, had, we had gone a couple different directions, but uh, looking back on it, I honestly think I should have just filed my own claim, walked in there and just claimed my property. So uh, it's not like I still can't do that. I'm just taking a break, like I said. But, uh, yeah, he makes it real simple. And the paperwork, I think, that was a whole other process. So you you learn all the law. You you, you learn as much as you can. You kind of take it all in. But then it's time to go to the clerk, in front of the clerk, and get your paperwork in. And that was a whole other experience. But what I can tell you is the easiest way is just go on to the website. They have all the documents, get your documents in right there. So no matter what you're doing, there's a document that you're going to file, and you're going to have your paperwork attached to it. So they call that the ease of access. So you're going to go get the clerk's paperwork, fill it all out the way you're, you know, you don't screw yourself and then put your claim right behind it. And then if they try to come back and say it's a complaint and you're going to say, you got to go back to the clerk and correct it. But I didn't experience any of that. Everything I put in, they took. You know why? Because I was putting it into the wrong case. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I should have been putting it into my case, and I was putting it into someone else's case, so they were probably just letting all my paperwork go through. Like, who gives a shit? I don't know. Well, that's a good point. Thank you, Billy. You know, that's a good point for us to know to, and, and how to be, you know, aware and, and be careful. Um, okay, G- good point. Um, yeah, just, uh, the truth is, you know, I said it a million times, you just don't go into anyone's case. You're almost wasting your time. Unless you're a Carl and can go in there and just break it down like he does. The bigger best bet for any occasion, I would almost any case I can think of, would be just file your own claim. 
you know, try to settle it with the guy. The guy doesn't want to settle it with you or, you know, a man or woman with letters. Take him to court, but you file the claim that someone's trespassing or robbed you of your property. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, tell me your opinion, please, Bill. Like, I've heard, if I understand correctly, that many, many claims, whether it be, you know, a traffic ticket or uh, the municipality uh, trying to tell you, you know, uh, I have a friend that that, uh, they're trying to tell him he's got to remove his chickens and take down some outdoor sheds. Are many claims trespass, you know, are, are many trespass? And then, then maybe maybe some would be harm or injury, but I guess would a lot be trespass is my question. Yeah, almost everything, you know, is a trespass from what I understand. Unless somebody puts a gun in your face and takes your wallet, um, you know, if they're just coming onto your property and telling you to build a cage for your chickens, you say, whose property is this? <laughs> so, you know. The the Aya Man stuff is so deep, and people are getting it. There's a couple good things I want to point out. The last revolution we had, I, I believe only 6% of the population was involved, and we won. Nowadays, there's millions of people tuning in to what the hell's going on, and it's not on just on TV, but on the uh, Internet, you know, where the real information is. So... I don't think we're going to have any problems. I think really the best bet is just everybody start studying and teaching your kids how to act, how to be honest, how to settle a a dispute like a man rather than putting your fists up and throwing out names. Just, hey, you know what? We've got a problem here. How can we fix this? Mm -hmm. For me, it wasn't like that growing up. And I'm trying to teach my kids that that's how they should do it. You know, that when people start yelling and screaming, you know, when I was younger, I'd start vibrating on the inside and getting all mad because this person's words. But then now that I'm older, I look at it and I go, why Why do I get so upset off of somebody else's words? What, why is it making me jitter inside and make me want to do bad things because of their, you know, ignorance? So it's just a big learning lesson, but I get to start teaching this to my kids, and, you know, they can be much more wiser and let it all grow. <clears throat> they, they they understand the, the point that we, we're all born with rights. We weren't given to us by the government. They're not protected by any particular, well, I mean, I know the Constitution's there to protect them, but... Uh, you know, these are unalienable. I love when people say uh, the Mexicans are coming into America. They're aliens. And I'm just like, they're fucking people. You know what I mean? And somebody put a fucking imaginary line up so if you cross the line, you're an alien. And everybody believes it. Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. There's a bunch going on, but the truth of the matter is I give peace a chance. Everybody's just got to calm the fuck down because it's it's sad what they're doing out there, and it's tough. 
But if we all just kick back, and I used to, I couldn't stand it when I first got on, and everybody had this calm, cool demeanor and talked about it, and I just wanted to go out and shoot everybody. Mm-hmm. But after listening and, you know, it soaks in, you realize that that attitude, that aggression is going to take you almost nowhere. But the calm, cool, thinking person, thinking man, that's, uh, that's going to take you far. So, just a big learning experience, and I think everyone's doing it. I don't know how big these uh, chat rooms have been. I haven't been online looking, but uh, I don't know. I see signs of it everywhere. Yeah. People are waking up. This whole I am man, the law thing, our rights, or starting to go, yeah, wait a minute. What the fuck am I paying this ticket for? I didn't hurt nobody. So some people are standing up and saying it, and some people aren't. Yeah, but and the word it, is getting out. Mm-hmm. And there's many, many of their feeling, but just don't know what to do about it either. You know, there's many, many that question, and they question it for years, but they just don't know which direction to go. And we've been very fortunate to to learn of Carl, and uh, you know, other other men and women also, you know, around the world. Um, I. I've researched and, and followed other men and women too. You know, ones that are living off the land that have had to, that have had to, you know, write a lot of letters and uh, you know, doing it a little bit different than Carl, but uh, a lot of men and women doing it their own ways too. There's not just one way to skin the cat. There's there's many ways. But well, here's the thing, Sonia. Okay, so. We all kind of know, you know, everybody talks about the conspiracies and this and this and that. We all know. Okay, let's quit beating around the bush. The government, all governments, they're just, they're terrorists, okay? They're terrorists to the people. The way they're interfering with the way the people want to conduct business with each other. Right. So Carl gave it away in one of his talk shoots. And this is how you fix the system. And until this gets out, we'll just keep having talk shoots and doing it. But prohibition of alcohol Apparently, um, a million Americans went down and filed a claim against the the government because of they were interfering with their right to, you know, drink alcohol. Well, if you just get a few million people together on a website that are in the same direction, that move in the same motion, and they start putting the claims in, you know, the claims aren't that much. You'd see some change. You know, if you could change prohibition in one day with a million people, imagine what you could do with five or ten. If the government got five or ten million claims in one week of trespass, you'd start to see these laws change. So I think that's really how we change the laws, by getting the politicians out, getting these corporations back to where they're supposed to be, and uh, getting some honest people in there. Right now, we've got the same monkeys running the show, and they're all out for, you know, we could talk about satanic lizard people, you know, get into all this crazy bullshit. But the truth is, okay, yeah, that's the problem. What's the fucking solution? Let's all go file a claim on the same day. You know, Anonymous, they put together these million mass march every September 5th. I'm like, fuck that. Let's put together a million claim march. You know what I mean? So. 
I don't know. I'm just airing it out. But I, I really believe that once we all unite and lift our fingers all together, you'll see some, some beautiful change with these, the way they're taking our kids and bringing in drugs and putting people in jail and just the whole thing. People are starving all over the planet while other people have, you know, they fly to pick up lunch. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. No, that's a, <clears throat> I, I, I don't know whether I, I heard that statement by Carl, um, but wow, that's, that's a powerful idea. Oh yeah. That's where I got it from. He's talking about uh, when he got busted for making moonshine. And huh. the, the judge said he could have got off if he would have just changed the wording. This is how powerful the word was because uh, in the whatever, how they prosecuted him, they told him that he had used some sort of heat source that he shouldn't have used. And the, the judge had told him if he just wrote in there that it was a natural heat source, there's nothing they could have done. But because it was a modified heat source, they were able to pin it on it. I don't know, some bullshit. But while he was talking about that, he he was talking about how prohibition was stopped. And that's basically when they said, okay, pot's bad and alcohol's okay. Because they knew they were fucked. They had to legalize it. Hmm. So, I don't know. I just want to put that out there in the space and see what other people think of it. But I thought it was pretty powerful when I heard it. I was like, wow. So just a million people go down to the court, file a claim, but they all say the same thing. We don't want chemtrails. We don't want GMOs. We don't want whatever the hell it is. We don't want the CPS able to do this. We don't want whatever it is that we want. You know, people need to unify. It's great that we're all winning these little battles, but man, together, we the people, okay, we have the power. That's the crazy thing. But we together, not just me walking in there and then coming back telling my story. Right, right. That's, that's I think, when it's going to get some real movement. And, uh, you know, I'd love to see Carl sit down with a company that just for a couple years, literally, he just sits down and writes kids' books, adult books, and CDs, and, you know, trains more people. And just if a company would just pay him, you know, a couple million dollars to kick back and do that for a few years, he could retire and have all that knowledge on paper for the people. Yeah. But just we're all just doing the best we can, you know. Well, I got big dreams, and I hope, I, I'm pretty sure it's, it's going to work out. I believe in us. I know there's some psychopaths running the circus right now, but, you know, I, I really think we can rein them in. Well, that's nice. It makes me smile that you're so positive, Bill. And, uh, yeah, we just can't give up, eh? No. <laughs> what are the options? Yeah. It's not Honestly? an option. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. You know, well, they how they're setting up all this. They're going to fucking make America dumping or uh, California dump into the ocean. I've heard of so many conspiracies of what the government's going to do and what they're doing. It's just, 
we got to stop thinking about all that shit and focus on the solution and then yeah. get into it and fall out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So anyway. Yeah, I'm going to hop in the shower. I'm going to get off for a minute here. Well, it's nice to chat with you. I'm glad I'm glad you're doing well. Your family's healthy, and and uh, yeah, I'm, 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 it's nice to hear from you again, Bill. Um, you too. Thanks, thanks for dropping in and, and sharing, um, you know, your words. And um, believe me, they they go deep into the heart. And uh, I do appreciate you dropping in and, and sharing your words because uh, you've given me some some things to think about for sure. Deep, deep things. Thanks. Well, let's get together, people. Let's somehow, uh, it's got to be some literate people, you know what I'm saying? Some people that can get on the computer and know how to organize and then get it out to the people like myself who would love to join just don't have that ability. They're not, I don't even really know where to start. I build houses, you know what I'm saying? But I know there's younger people out there or some older people that are just business savvy that could turn this into a little unit, you know, and it would catch on like wildfire. I know once I signed it, 20, 30 other people I know would love to sign it. Say, Hell yeah, I'll file a claim that day. That's a great idea. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a super idea. And of course, um, most of our friends that are on here tonight know that I'm um, I'm interested in dealing with the, the Children's Aid Society, and um, it's it's not easy to to get men and women to 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 jump aboard. Um, I'm just starting to find out in my own little village here. I'm, I'm little by little, I'm meeting uh, just by coincidence more men and women that are uh, interested. You know, they they call it. Of course, they're calling it. Oh, you know that free man on the land stuff. And I said, well, used to be, used to be. I said, but it's more powerful than that. And we don't, you know, I don't call myself a free man on the man sort of thing, but I've been starting to meet men and women in my own little village here. So it does take time, and uh, I'm really excited about that because I've been thinking in my own little village here, I would like to pick a, a an evening or a day or something like that and, and get them together, you know, um, somewhere where we, we've got a computer and uh, get them to listen to some of the, you know, like like we do here on on the talk shows, you know. But I want to do this uh, one on one with these men and women in my own little village, uh, you know. Get together, get to know them. Uh, I try to phone uh, specific ones at least once a week, or touch bases with them at least once a week, um, you know, and and keep in touch. And I I've got a book, you know, I've got my own book just for my my common law friends. And uh, including, you know, everyone on Skype or Facebook or whatever, um, I try to make sure to to keep in contact. And um, yeah, that that's a great idea, Bill. Is is getting a tighter knit? Okay, we got to get tighter. We got to get tighter somehow. But just look at what anonymous did. Uh, I don't know if you're you're seeing what they do, but they man, they organize. Pretty good. Uh, they get some stuff going, and it's all over the world. These guys aren't uh, guys aren't doing it. I don't know. I've sent some stuff to them, some links to them, and said, "Please look into this." 
Oh, yeah. But, uh, I don't know. Those guys know how to organize pretty good. They got a large base, and if they can get the word out, and people, I don't know. I'm just dreaming. But uh, I'm going to go, Sonia. Good night, everybody. Okay. Good night. Good night. Enjoy your evening, Bill. Thanks for dropping in again. Okay. Bye bye. Yeah, it sounded like he was getting ready for a shower, didn't it? Because it got hollow there the last few minutes. <laughs> anyway, uh, I I don't know, Cheyenne. You're asking on what group did he say? I I didn't quite catch it either because it sounded like he was getting ready for a shower. He must have had the speakerphone on, so I didn't quite catch. <laughs> I didn't quite catch what uh, what group he was talking about either, but he said something about sending some links to a group, just some links uh, probably of Carl. And, um, yeah, so that that was nice to talk talk to him. I haven't talked to him for a while. He, he had his own case and, and uh, had, had a rough go through it and learning the common law, so now taking a break from it and absorbing it all and, and coming back, you know, little here, little there. Um, that's what happens to most day, you know, we win our, you know, not, not win, I don't <clears throat> like to even use that word when talk about winning, but, uh, you know, a lot of men or women, um, you know, once they've, they've settled or, or organized that part in their life, they take a break from it and they either come back full-fledged or they, you know, go on their way until another circumstance pops up, but, uh, you know, I've I've met a lot of men and women over over time. You know, just through the free men on the land and the sovereign warriors and all that. And uh, you know, you remember you, you remember them. You don't forget. You know, I I go back and uh, chat with people through my. I'll see somebody in my email. I was actually just talking with the, a woman. You know that I hadn't talked to for about a year. And you know, we had a real nice talk. And. Uh, it's funny how these uh, men and women become friends and you've never even met, you know, but, um, yeah, the groups, you know, like uh, Billy says, you know, more people are becoming aware and, uh, yeah, it's happening. Yeah. Something's got to change. It will change. Anyway, has, uh, anyone got, uh, anything they'd like to chat about? Uh, like I say, in the common law sense, I'm I'm really interested in finding out more about. You know, I I, I liked what Billy said there about um, you know if you're going to the clerk of the court, and uh, you know you run into all these ar- ob- obstacles. I remember Carl saying something about using their form and putting your file in behind it. Do you just remember that, friends? I just kind of vaguely remembered that when he said that, but I forgot about it. See, I've got to write everything down or we forget so much, eh? Because Carl goes, you know, he's got these shows that are on for so long, but and then if you don't write down and go over and over and over, like that's what Sam's doing. He's breaking these talk shows down into indexes. Um Sam's still on? Yeah. Yeah, I'm listening to you. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, I I know um, your uh, your um, phone's probably going to give out on you here any minute because your two hour limits just well, or did it already give up on you? Uh, no, no. Uh, two hours is not up. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
you'll be you'll come back as soon as it does though, won't you, Sam? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, have you heard about that, Sam? About um, have you heard that show? Because I, like I said to our friends, you're breaking these shows down, right? You're dissecting them right into pieces. Do you remember hearing that somewhere? Which show that might have been on? Where Carl says that he um, he used their forms to to file his case, or that's what we could do. That's what we could do. We could use their forms. To to find put our case. Yeah, I, I remember him saying something like that. I um, not exactly uh, sure how. Um, like you use their form, um, their form letter, like your top cover sheet, right? Yeah. In the court clerk's office. And uh, but I, I don't know whether or not do, do you fill it out also and then put yours underneath that or I, I I'm not sure what the what he meant you know well, I remember him saying something like that you know he just file it you know um, and uh, you know maybe you know I'm just wondering whether some of these technicalities are that important. I'm just thinking at the top of my head. You know what I mean? Because as I'm as I'm learning more and more about uh, what Carl Lentz is talking about, a one, two, or three liner for uh, a claim. Uh, in the, uh, only what, a couple of months ago, I was thinking, you know, that's a little bit small. They should be at least five or six or seven sentences, or even more. You know, a little bit more, not much. But uh, the more I studied uh, Carl Lentz's uh, material, I noticed that he's right. You only need one or two or three lines. Mm-hmm. They go, whoa, he's right. And, and, and you know, it's kind of like an aha moment. Oh, jeez, yeah, he's right. you don't need all that stuff. You know, you, you... so, but uh, as, far, as far as filing the claim goes, um, um, you know, I mean, you think about it. You go into the court clerk's office. The girl comes up to you. You tell her that you, you got your papers ready to be handed in because you already typed them up or in. Supposedly, uh, it's better if you handwrite them, uh, whatever whatever that reason is. Uh, but either way, you handwrite them or typed out. Uh, she comes along and says, "You want to bring in a court case." So you say, yeah, I want to, you know, I want to put it in a court case. And so um, she'll give you the uh, the paper, you know, the paper. So uh, now then, I, I don't know what to do. I, you know, I, I just think if you just fill it out, put in some basics in there, not fill everything out. So, I mean, you know what, there's different ways. You can try different ways. Yeah, sure we can. You can try different ways. I mean, if they let it, if they... You know, you can try by, uh, you know, number one, uh, what I would do is I just get their cover sheet, you know, and uh, and just staple it to on top of yours, put a line through it and say, here, you know, that (laughs) my stuff is underneath yours. They just hand it in like that, you know. So, uh, or you can say, okay, uh, here's your sheet. Uh, I'll put down maybe two or three names on there or, uh, I don't know uh, something trivial, and then put your 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 uh, case file underneath that, 
have maybe two, three, or four sheets, so it won't get me too too long, you know, and uh, uh, so you can file it that way. Uh, so, yeah, you know, there's probably, uh, you know, I, I'm reading some other books on uh, lawyers, top lawyers, how they win cases in court in jury trials, and I got a really good book. It's uh, It was printed in, uh, 16 years ago. And uh, so, but it's got some, uh, you know, up-to-date, it's got some uh, uh, material that <clears throat> that lawyers use in court. And uh, the bottom line is that I've learned is that every lawyer seems to have what they call, like, they, they make it an art. You know, they make it an art, talking to, uh, how to talk to a jury, how to talk to uh, defendants, how to talk to plaintiffs, how to talk to uh, your opponent, uh, the uh, crown attorney, uh, you know, how to talk to a judge, and how to stir up the emotions, how to stir up the emotions of your opponent, uh, lawyer, how to stir up the emotions of uh, 12 jurists. So as I was reading these different lawyers and their different techniques, I realized that everybody had their own way of doing it, and there was no, there was no one way. Yeah, you, you know what I mean, Sanya? Yeah, yeah. There was no true. one way, and I goes, "Wow, then this must be the same with common law." You know, it's not really one way uh, how to do all this stuff. You just go ahead and do it the way that you think it is. If they put a stop to you, then okay. Then how is that? You would you like me to do? Okay. You know, if it's something that is really contradictory, you won't do it. Yeah, we just lost Sam, and but I know he'll be back. I think we did. Yeah, it says. Yeah, we just lost him. His phone kicks out for um, two hours, or after two hours. But uh, anyway, yeah, Sam was telling me a little bit about. Uh, this jury issue, like how to how to hold your court, and he was using obviously lawyers. And I know we don't like talking legalese, but sometimes when you think about some of the things that he says, it makes sense. He sometimes it takes a long time to get to his point, but when he gets to his point, to me, a lot of it makes sense. Like how to act in front of a jury, you know, um, you know how to because. When it comes time and, and you know, we're going to have a case, uh, trial by jury, we're going to have to do some talk and we're going to have to be questioning men or women, you know, who's going to come up and make a claim, you know, that's higher than mine or who's going to make a claim uh, that I owe a debt or whatever. And, and we're going to have to be able to be confident enough to be able to uh, um, ask questions, you know, have someone come up to a stand and he's got some good points there about this, um, how lawyers actually act. And they, they they learn it like an art. You know, they, they can be hopping around there like you, you think they had done it for 50 years, just bam, 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 bam. And um, I thought it was pretty interesting, some of these books that he's, he's pulling up and he's learning things, but he's learning it from the administrative law, but we can apply it to common law, you see? And because uh, I know when when he first says to me, "Oh, I'm going to go to the library and get a bunch of law books," I said, "What for? <laughs> like, we don't want to. You don't want to learn that stuff." But 
but what he's taken for is totally different than what we would think he would be taken for. So it's pretty interesting to listen to. Um, I'm just looking on the board here to see. Are you back on, Sam? Yeah, still here. I got back on. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. I was just uh, telling our friends that uh, I, I know when when you first mentioned about going to the library and getting a bunch of law books, I thought, ah, what for? What do you need law books for? But when you use this illustration of how the lawyers act when you're, uh, you know, that if we want to go, you know, make a claim, trial by jury, and, uh, and when we learn how the the lawyers act and how confident they are um, and how they, they turned their skill into an art, um, that's excellent information. So what you're learning from an administrative law, we can apply to common law. So I thought, okay, now I kind of understand why Sam's uh, getting these law books because he's just going to twist it and turn it right around where we can use it in common law. Not that you're trying to learn law, the codes and the acts and everything like Carl did for how many years, and use them, but it's how to um, be proactive, be a, get ahead of them. Hey, uh, you know what? You read my mind. Is that, am I getting the the right impression? Well, you said it ten times better than me. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, just Don't stop. You're on the roll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's, I just had to, you know, since you were gone, um, no one else had, uh, no one else is here on the phone, so I had to try and think of how to explain why Sam is getting into law books, and why, why and maybe you can tell us more, Sam, because I, I know uh, with the men and women here that are um, studying common law, they're thinking, oh, he, he's he's really lost his mind. Now he's going into the library and getting. Yeah, you know what? One hundred percent true. I have lost my mind, but you know, I'll, I'll give you a, a kind of a story. You see, like I, I mentioned to you before, that I've been in real estate for twenty-five years. Okay, and uh, now I I, uh, I became one of the top real estate people in the city that I live in. You know, and I sold like uh, you know hundreds of houses. So uh, now, but the. Uh, the reason that I did was because I studied something that was totally different from uh, from real estate. I studied mortgaging. Now, what real estate agent uh, studies mortgaging? What the heck has mortgaging got to do with selling a house? You know, selling a house is you know right there in front of you. You put a sign on the grass. You go inside the house. You see the rooms. You know, you look and see if there's a hole in the roof. You know whatever, and uh, then you, you make up a contract, and then the people, they go and get their own financing, okay? I mean, I, I, all I'm there for is to sell the house. I, I'm not there to get them the money. I'm not a mortgage broker. I'm a real estate agent. But I went out of the way and studied mortgaging inside out, okay? And then I learned how the money comes in, where the money goes, who can get qualified, how you get qualified. And because of that, I became the top real estate agent in the, the company that I worked in. Mm-hmm. I was like tops in the whole region here, you know. So um, now the thing is, is that the same thing goes with common law. You study 
uh, you study uh, Carl Lentz's Common Law, and uh, you study as much as you can. You should write everything down, actually, because in the beginning, uh, for the first six months, I was listening to his, uh, uh, For uh, this is going back uh, a year, about a, year, a little over a year ago, for around six months, I was listening to his uh, shows to learn from it, just listening it, uh, listening to each program. They're all five hours long, and for six months, you know, after six months, I, I realized I learned absolutely Pardon the language, shit, dick, all. <laughs> I learned nothing. Yeah. Oh, six months. I mean, I could have. If you're in university, uh, you could have got your first year uh, towards your BA in six months. But here I was listening to Carl Lentz's shows for six months, and I got nothing at the end of six months. And I thought, wait a minute, this is crazy shit, because I'm not wasting my time. You know, just listening to this thing, I better write it down. So that's when I started in January of this year uh, to write down uh, everything I heard that was of interest to me. Mm-hmm. You know, no, I didn't write everything down. I just uh, things that you need when you have to go to court. That's what I wrote. Yeah, and I twelve hundred pages in, uh, of notes in about two months. So now that was my foundation. Okay, my foundation. Now I had a foundation. I didn't know what I was writing, to tell you the truth. Uh, I, I just noticed that when he was talking about a particular case, I thought, that's an interesting case. I'll write everything down word for word. So it was tedious, and I, uh, I wrote everything word for word what he was talking about on that particular audio. Mm-hmm. Uh, then at the end of uh, two months, I had 1,200 pages. I didn't know whether I had enough or not. I had no idea. I just kept writing and writing. I wasn't learning anything. I would just turn myself into a copy machine, <laughs> a human copy machine. Yeah. And then after I had the 1,200 sheets, I, you know, I never got around to actually reading what I wrote. I didn't even know what I had in there. I knew I had a lot of stuff, but I didn't know what was in there. Yeah. When my computer broke down three months ago, I thought, this is it. My computer's not working. So I'll spend all my time now, 8, 10, 12 hours a day, whatever, not studying those those, uh, those 1,200 sheets I got. And then, uh, and then I broke them up into topics and different tabs for this and tab for that. Uh, you know, and uh, so... Now I got a really good foundation. I think I got probably 80% of uh, the stuff that you probably need in order to put a, a case together, uh, 80%. Uh, so I still need 20%. But what I'm getting at is that I decided that I can't go any further uh, with uh, Carl Lentz. Now i got to go to the alternative. It turns out that the... The normal law that we call, you know, the regular civil civil laws in this country, Canada, the United States, uh, all of a sudden becomes the alternative law. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Well, that makes sense once you know common law. Yeah. Because you're studying common law. That's all you know is common law, common law, common law. And you know nothing about the, the, the everyday law. So now I'm reading books on that. 
and uh, and now I'm I'm finding stuff in there that uh, Carl Lentz said, and uh, it kind of verifies what Carl Lentz is talking about. Right, right. One, one of the big things that he said was that there's only two laws in the country, and that is there's contract law, and there is uh, criminal law. That's all. There's no other laws in the country. There's contract law, so and then there's a, a hundred and one off, a thousand and one offshoots of uh, a contract law. You know, a cop pulls you over and asks you for your uh, driver's license and ownership and insurance, uh, and you consent to it. Guess what? You just consented to a contract, mm-hmm. a binding agreement between you and the cop. The cop didn't ask you to sign anything. It was a verbal consent. And right. the reason, now get this, the reason why, you have to know the reason why. It's no, it's no use just kind of learning Carl Lentz's stuff and this stuff. You've got to know why it, it's a law, like, uh, why the contract between the driver of the car and the cop all of a sudden had a contract. You have to understand why. Why is there, all, all the person did was he handed uh, a piece of paper over to the cop, you know, that gave uh, three pieces of paper because the cop asked for it, right? Mm-hmm. Right, Sonia? Yes. So, uh, but then how, there was no contract there. Was, did the guy sign a contract? No. No, the, the, you know, the guy didn't sign a contract. No, oh, hi, Mr. Peace Officer. Where's that contract you want me to sign? I'll sign it right now. I got pen handy and ready to go. No, there was no contract there, but there was a contract. Okay, now here's where the contract comes in. You see, in a contract, there's there's different, uh, what constitutes a contract? Okay, verbal consent can constitute a contract. Okay, verbal consent. So the the police officer uh, asks you for your driver's license, and you take out your driver's license and give it to him. So now, because he asked for it, you gave it to him. You just you just had a verbal uh, contract agreement. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, what binds it though? Okay. What binds it really, really strong? It handcuffs, handcuffs the person, uh, the the guy in the car to the cop. Is action. Is the word action. And, and, and what binds a contract is, is that action speaks louder than words. You heard that before? Oh, yes. A million times, right? Yes. Okay, action speaks louder than words. So the fact that the person in the car went into his wallet, he's, his arms are moving, there's action involved, he takes it out of his wallet, gives it to the person, there's action involved there, he sticks his arm out the door, Policeman reaches over, grabs his uh, license. There was all action and movement. So that action speaks louder than words. So in other words, it doesn't matter whether or not you even consented. The fact that you action is a contract. And that's how they get you. Yeah. So you have to know that. And guess what? I didn't learn that from Carl Lentz. I learned that from reading my law books. Yeah, great information, Sam, yeah. Okay. Because, because you know, it, it, it explained what consent meant. 
What okay. what is the meaning of consent? How do you consent to something? And then there's three different stages to it. And the third stage is the action. When you have the action in the consent, the movement, the body movement, the cop tells you to get out of the car, you get out of the car, well, that's action. Yeah, yeah. Contracted, he contracted with you to get out of the car. <laughs> so this is why Carl Lentz, whenever he's taught, when he's crossing the border, you remember when he was crossing the border, one of his shows, he, the guy says, how much money do you have? Well, how much uh, how much Canadian and American money do you have? And the guy said he doesn't have any. Said, what do you mean you don't have any? What's all this on the table? He says, that's my property. <laughs> he uh, says, no, how much money do you have? How much Canadian and American? He says, I don't know how much is Canadian, and I don't know how much is American, but I'm telling you one thing. That money is my property, and you better not touch it. <laughs> you see, like the actions of his words. Yeah, yeah, he he, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't give him jurisdiction. Yeah, he didn't give yeah. him jurisdiction. He's trying to get jurisdiction over Carl, but Carl can't. He, he he's like a slippery uh, uh, porco, you know, a slippery hog. You can't get a hold of him, you know. Is uh, you know, well, he says. Uh, well, how much do you how much do you think it's worth? He says, I don't know how much it's worth. He says it depends on the the exchange rate of the American dollar and the Canadian dollar. He says, and then on the minute to minute of each day, it could be worth a thousandth of a percent higher to a thousandth of a cent lower. He says, I don't know how much it's worth, but if you want to count it, you can count it. There you go. <laughs> don't you remember that uh, one of his uh, talk no, shows? No, I I must have missed that one. Um, uh, well, that's what he said. Uh, what is he doing there? What is he doing? He doesn't want to contract with the guard at the at the uh, uh, what do you call it? at the uh, the border. Yeah, he's not contracting with them. Sam, I just want to keep filled in of anything that's on chat that I think is important to you. Okay, now guest nine put up here some of Carl's cuts you might be interested in. And I just want to give you the, the talk show number. Now that you've got your computer back, there might be some things in there that you've, uh, you know, you haven't covered. Can I give you that number? Have you got a pen handy? I imagine you do. Uh, I'm writing. Go ahead. <laughs> hang on. I just ran out of ink. <laughs> no, we'll get a pen. Okay. No, it's okay. I got it. <laughs> Write it with your finger. Yeah, go ahead. One three six one seven three. Uh, that's um, that's a show. On um, that's a a talk show number, I I presume guest nine, right? New Hampshire. Um, he says uh, uncommon common law cuts. Yeah, talk show, Carl's cuts. So that's a different, that's a different talk show number. You might be interested in going in there. There might be something that you haven't. Oh, okay. Done. What uh, what uh, is there any special episode or? No, um, see, like Leo, too, what Leo's done, he's put up his own talk show for a particular thing. Leo put up a a talk show just to record his recordings when he talks with CPS or RCMP or whatever. He put his recordings on his own show. Oh, okay, that's a great idea, yeah. Yeah, and so these ones here are, are apparently Carl's Cuts, which I haven't been there either. 
Uh, I don't believe I have, so I'm going to write that number down and guess nine. Thank you very much. Just one more, one more, one more nugget. Another nugget put into the basket. Yep. We got a basket of gold and a basket of diamonds. Okay, Sam. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I just had to give that to you because it's it's going to fly by me here and be gone, and you won't get it. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, I got it. I got it. What were we talking about? I don't. <laughs> you expect me to remember? I've been thinking about getting this number to you and trying to pay attention. You got Alzheimer's or something? What's going on? <laughs> you, you you didn't take your coconut oil this morning. Okay, I got you. Coconut oil will do it. But anyways, uh, yeah, anyways, uh, contracting, uh, you know, you have to understand what a contract is, how you get into a contract, what a, you know, when you uh, consent, you know, what it means to consent. And so you're you're not going to get that from uh, Carl Schultz. He doesn't get into those details. But if you want to be an expert at this type of work, okay, uh, you'd have to 100%, okay, learn a hell of a lot more information about uh, uh, about uh, civil law, and since uh, since civil law books on civil law, even though there's not that many out there, there there's a hundred times more than there are in common law. Because in common law, there's zero. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So, anyways, and uh, <clears throat> one of the one of the great things that I discovered by reading. Uh, Civil law books and dictionaries and so on uh, is the fact that uh, a lot of it coincides with what Carl's talking about. And what's important about that is that you have to feel it not in your brain. You 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 can't know common law strictly in your brain. You got to learn it in your heart. It has to go right into your every cell of your body. Okay, so. And in order to understand Kamala, you have to understand what the other one is all about, too, you know. And they don't talk about that. No one, I'm the only one that talks about that. Isn't that funny? I'm the only one that's got a 200 IQ, you see, you know what I mean? I mean, uh, my daughter thinks I got minus 200 IQ, but anyway, uh, you know, uh, no one talks about uh, reading books. Even Carl doesn't talk about it. He doesn't say to go out there and start reading books on, uh, on, uh, on uh, you know, civil procedure, what the different parts of the courtroom is, what is, uh, what the what the, the duty of the judge is, and the court clerk, and what their bonds are, how their bonds work. Like you know, uh, Carl knows all that. Yeah, that's, knows that's, it. he doesn't talk about it, but he knows it. Well, that's 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 the problem I, I've been finding myself personally is is not knowing law anyway, and never have, and, and never had no interest in knowing it. Now that I know common law, I don't know anything about the other side, and I'm thinking, well, how do you deal with this when you don't know about the other side? You, you know, it's like, um, I remember as a kid playing baseball, and I knew when, I, when I got, we got up against a specific team, I knew how they played. I knew the pitcher. I knew how first base played, and I knew, and so I knew them. I so I knew how to to deal with them when it came to a game. So it's the same to me with the administrative law. We do have to know something. You know, we got to know some things, or or we just we're going to fall flat in our face. 
That's we got we got we, we got to know how like just just basically make it making a claim, putting a claim into the clerk of the court. We have to know exactly what obstacles we're going to have to overcome when we get to when we get to that desk. Now we know we can maybe take some some uh, forms offline and and you know. Uh, take them in or some maybe some sometimes maybe we can mail them in i don't know i'm still learning here too but no i agree we do have to know the other side because we have to know what we're, we're up against you know not that we're going to use it not that we're going to use their their techniques uh, but we do have to know what we're up against you, you can actually use it too though that's the crazy part about it you see you know Carl always says you know i mean the you know, you got a license. You don't need a license in common law, but you go and get a license, so you right. use. You know, so if you go to court and you know uh, ways to get around the court just by using ordinary, you know, uh, loopholes in the, uh, uh, the the civil court system, then uh, you know why why not use this, the, the civil court system? Yeah, you got a choice. You know, I mean, it all depends on how you feel one day. One day you feel like using that because you're going to beat it, and uh, you, you see, you always have the backup of the common law behind you. Yeah, right. You know, it's like you got a big giant bodyguard, and it's right behind you. And uh, if you ever want, or, or a bulldog, you know, or something like that, you know, you got a dog next to you. Then all you got to do is let him loose and go and sick him. You know, go go get him, boy. Mm-hmm. And that's your common law. But uh, if you learn uh, the civil laws, some of the stuff it might be handy. Now, the the other important part is you you you're not supposed to know what they're talking about in, in when you go to uh, common law court. You know, you go to their court, you're not supposed to be talking and so on and so forth uh, because you're it's not you know, it's a two dimensional world. So you're in a three dimensional world. You're in a man and a woman's court. So um, but you should know what they're talking about. You can be listening, and the, the judge will be saying this, that, and this. You want to plea? Uh, like what, what does the word plea mean? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you, well, what is the summation? And we're going to do a summation on this, you know. And uh, you know, the, so you know, you have to know what these guys are talking about. Yeah. And some of these words actually are for common law too. A summation is. I don't know what that word means. Never heard of it. Yeah, well, at the end of the uh, court proceedings, you know, the person has a summary. You know what a summary is, yes. right? Yes, I do. Information is a summary. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So they, you know, so the judge will give you, you know, the like in in a in a trial uh, by jury, uh, each lawyer after they do their talk, they also at the end have one more shot at the jury by giving them their summation. You know. Okay. Okay. Their conclusion, their summary. Right. You got another two or three more minutes to talk to the to save the, uh, uh, the the criminal from going to jail. You know, so you got a couple more minutes, and that's your summation. Okay. So uh, you know, you have to know all this stuff. I mean, my, my God, you know, I mean, you can't just walk around just knowing uh, the one thing. And, and each, and, and when you start learning the the civil law, the civil laws, and the different pointers in the civil law. They match up. Some a lot of things match up with common law. Mm-hmm. You go, whoa, okay, and 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 then your muscles get bigger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's your muscles in your brain. You know. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. like you got a bicep. You know, and a tricep on your arm. Yeah. 
right? So if you keep doing curls, if you have a little weight on your hands and you're lifting up 10 pounds, 20 pounds, whatever, and you start doing curls, well, you're going to be only building your bicep. That's it. But what's what's happening to your tricep? Your tricep, you know, you're going to have a gigantic bicep with no tricep. (laughs) Your arm arm is going to look funny, you know. So so you exercise uh, your tricep after you finish exercising your bicep mm-hmm. so that, that they balance themselves down the road. So when your muscles are, are are hanging there, they look normal. They look good, you know. So the same thing goes with the, uh, the, the common law and the, the civil law. You learn both of them. That's exercising one arm and, and, the, and the other arm, you know. Or your bicep and your tricep, whatever it is you want to call it. But here, I'll give you a... I'll give you real quickly here um, one of my books here, uh, one that I bought. Um, I'm just looking at the index here, and I just made a little X mark on some of the indexes. Okay, page 114. Uh, this uh, is a section here. It's called uh, Privacy Obligations. And uh, page 114, I got a little a little X mark for me to investigate. It's identifying the purpose, consent. I mentioned to you about what's the meaning of consent? Yeah, yes. That's where I found it, right there. Mm -hmm. Page 114 in this book. And Mm -hmm. uh, it's got the word consent and what it means. And then uh, I didn't get that from anywhere from uh, Kyle. So, and and then that's how the policeman uh, gets consent from you. And then the consent to action. It's louder than words. So by you moving your hand back and forth, there's your action. Mm-hmm. Uh, another part here has got contracts. Okay, chapter 10, page 125. What is a contract? <laughs> you have to know what a frigging contract is. Like, what is a contract? What is a con? What is the theory? What is the philosophy? What is the, what is a contract? You know, what, what is an agreement? Mm-hmm. You have to know what a contract is and how you get into a contract. Can you get into a contract without knowing you're into a contract? You see what I mean? Yes, yes, definitely. Yes, I do. You've you got to know these things so that when uh, uh, Carl knows them, instinctively he knows them. When he crossed the border, you know, the guy says, do you have any American money or Canadian money? He says, nope. He says, well, what's that on the table? He, I says, uh, he says, that's my property. <laughs> so uh, the, the guy was trying to contract with him, and he knew it. And those guys are trained to contract uh, with them, right? Yeah. Okay, another uh, little thing here, dealing with uh, consumers. Chapter here, let's see, I put a little mark here, and it says, duty to warn about dangers. Um, the duty to take care, reasonable care. Okay, now that was uh, uh, a chapter about duty. You know how we say that uh, the policeman has a duty, obligation, and regulation? Mm-hmm, yeah. Right? And the, the judge, uh, the uh, the crown attorney, they all have a duty, right? Yeah. Well, the question is, what is a duty? <laughs> Something so simple, you know? Good point, it's, yeah. It's the real duty. It says here, a duty to take reasonable care. Now, this is a, a chapter... And it's uh, just one page long. It's got a couple paragraphs in there. It explains about uh, what a duty is. 
in how a person performs a duty. We need to warn about dangers. Mm-hmm. You know, but anyways, it's just uh, uh, page 73 here. 173 is the business uh, practice. I don't know. Uh, employer-employee relationship. When you're working for someone, okay, this was important for me uh, in regards to taxes, when you pay income taxes. Okay, you want to know what is the uh, relationship, uh, the legal relationship between the employer and employee. What is an employee? Who is an employee? Who is an employer? So now, once you understand what that is, uh, then uh, uh, you don't want to pay any income tax, right? Right. Okay, so you want to make up a letter, notice to your employer, you know, that you as an employee, you have rights, and, uh, you know, you are uh, basically making a letter Meaning that, uh, you know, for them not to take off an income tax off of your, uh, off of your paycheck. That you are filing as an independent uh, on your own your income tax at the end of the year. Something like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's another one here about independent contractors. Uh, you know, that's because I, uh, in real estate, you're an independent contractor. But uh, let's see here. Uh, going to court, choosing the court to which to bring your lawsuit. Well, how do you know what court to bring your common law lawsuit? Well, okay. common, common law claim, right? You know, there's a difference, right, Sam? Because lawsuits are yeah. legalese, right? A common law claim. A common law lawsuit. Uh, claim, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, no, uh, but you see what I'm saying here is it's choosing yeah. the court to which to bring your lawsuit. Now, I mean, you know, there's the uh, family court, there's criminal court, there's... Uh, uh, you know, municipal courts, there's uh, federal courts, you know, there's a whole uh, bunch of them. And the thing is, uh, you should know. You should know which ones they are. Yeah. There's only, well, there's only about four, three or four of them, actually, I think, you know, really. Not that many. Yeah, well, I didn't, excuse me, Sam, if I could just make a small comment adding to what you said. I didn't know until uh, Barb from Nova Scotia told me that uh, family courts are the bottom of the totem pole. You, you don't want to take anything to a family court, you know, like, I mean, not that I would, but I know I'm making a claim, but I didn't know that family courts are basically the bottom of the totem pole, just basically a court for profit, not of law. No, well, no, family court is basically, uh, it's family. It's got to do with divorces and separations and uh, yeah, it's not a court of law. No, no, no. They're all courts of law. There's tax courts, okay? You know, if you have a dispute about taxes, you can go to tax court. Um, but uh, family uh, family courts are, uh, are just uh, got to do with uh, children, you know, children's aid and all that stuff, you know, wills, uh, trusts, all that stuff. Any objections and, you know, goes to the family. Anything that's got the, revolves around the family goes to family court. That's all that means. Oh, okay. It doesn't mean it's at the bottom. <laughs> all right. Okay. You think well, uh, if you think your husband and wife is at the bottom, well, maybe it is the bottom. <laughs> you know. So, but uh, no, no, it's just uh, like you know, if, you, if a person commits a crime, you go to criminal court. Right. Right. Okay. You know, or uh, if you're, you're protesting a contract. 
Okay, again, uh, if the contract involves a marriage or uh, a trust or a deed or something like that, you go to family court. And if the contract, you know, again, if it's a contract you're disputing that is less than $25,000 worth of, of, uh, that you're trying to claim, then you just go to small claims court. So, you know, you go small claims court, you got family court, you got criminal court, then you got superior court above that, you got provincial courts, and you got federal court. So, how do you like that? Mm-hmm. Let's see, yeah, I, I knew there was some different courts, but I didn't know them all either. And, uh, like, I never knew anything about law. I was never taught law in school either, never had an interest in law. Uh, so it's it's amazing. And I think I agree with you, Sam, that you've got to learn what's what's going on out there so you know how to deal with your own claim, right? Yeah. Uh, the law, I think you just go to any uh, federal court, you know, you can you can go to you can go to any court really to do uh, it depends on how big an issue it is that you're you're carrying for a common law uh, case. Yeah, well I'm a little confused there because I under, I thought, you know, I've heard Carl say so many times that you take it to a federal court, a federal court is a court of record, a common law court. Um uh, but and then I get looking around in Ontario here for a federal court, and I still don't know what it, what court. Then, yeah, then I, I then I hear you can take it to any court. So I'm I, I'm mixed up. I think they're all federal courts. Criminal courts are federal court, and family courts are federal court. You know, um, one of the things that's said in here that you you don't you don't have to go to a provincial court, but in the states they have state courts, federal courts. You know, it's a little different over there too. You know. But, uh, you know, the funny thing is, is that uh, you just got to ask, you know, you know, he asked uh, the judge, you know, do you, uh, uh, do you, uh, what's the, the word that uh, Carl uses, uh, uh, do, you ha- do you do any uh, appeals here? And the judge says, no, we don't do any appeals here. Uh, no. Uh, yes, we do appeals here, I should say. And of course, uh, and if the judge says yes, you're doing appeals, then then you're not in you're not in the common law court. Yeah, I remember you that. You can't have a you can't have an appeal, you know. So you, then you ask the judge, well, can you direct me to where uh, the court where uh, you know the common law court is? And he has to he has to by law he has to tell you where it is. He has to direct you. He has to help you. That's his duty. It's one of the judge's duties. Mm-hmm. So, but anyways, it goes on and on, you know. Yeah. What I'm, all I'm seeing is that uh, everyone uh, has been listening to Carl. And now that once a person has listened to him, they should actually get into uh, reading some books on, on uh, general all-purpose. Uh, this one here is a, a legal guide for small businesses, uh, but it has a lot of other stuff in it. When I just read you a couple of things, mm-hmm. written by a lawyer, so it's all got to do with law, you know. So the other law book I'm reading is uh, the Magna Carta. I think I explained that to you already, right? Yeah. Okay, so that's the uh, it's, it's a brand new book just came out. That's where I decided to go back 800 years to find out where common law came from to get a kind of a grassroots of what Carl was talking about. 
And then the other book I got is, uh, where is it? Oh, here it is here. Yeah, the, the dictionary, the dictionary here on Canadian law. And the other one is the trial lawyers, the art of being a top trial lawyer. Fascinating book. I, I couldn't put it down. Uh, and it's uh, all every every of uh, the top lawyers. They all got techniques. They all fight. They all tell the judges where to go, and uh, you know they're always swearing. Half of them, if not most of them, are alcoholics. <laughs> so uh, yeah, okay. Yes, and. Uh, they're all workaholics, and uh, anyways, uh, to go into court, uh, these lawyers they really give their heart and soul uh, to do uh, to do a lie. You know that that those court systems they have is a total farce and a total lie, and they give their heart and soul to it. You know to try and win, fight for the defendant. You know how Carlson, yeah. the defendant, is a, an automatic loser. Yeah. So uh, a good lawyer that wins cases for a defendant has to be has to be really tricky. He has to fool the uh, the prosecution, has to fool the judge if it's a judge thing, or has to fool the uh, the jury, twelve people. So that's the job of the defendant lawyer. He has to fool someone because, you know, the evidence is piled totally against the defendant because before they can go to trial, uh, the crown attorney has to know that he's got a case. He thinks he can put this case together. There's enough facts in, uh, you know, what they've got, enough material, enough facts, enough evidence, enough witnesses, you know, that they think they can put this guy in jail. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they already got the cards already stacked against the defendant. That's why uh, Carl always says the defendant is an automatic loser. Yeah, you lose. You may, you may if you're lucky, break even, but you never win. Yeah, but top lawyers, well, here's the funny thing about it. Top lawyers win these cases. And I was reading how they do it. And they do it by kind of like magic, really. Uh, like I, uh, I, you know, I can't. Uh, some of the <laughs> some of the ways they win is unbelievable. You know, uh, they they recite this book I got. They recite uh, how the lawyer does it. You know, how uh, you know the the other thing is is that if you ask an average twelve person jury. If they if they think they get manipulated by the lawyers, you know, doesn't matter what court case you go to. You ask the twelve uh, jurors if they think they were manipulated by either lawyer or both. The chances are that ninety percent of them will say no. No way were they manipulated by the by the um, by the lawyer. Well, the, the facts prove much more. Uh, truthful than what these guys are saying, because most top lawyers say that they manipulate all the jurors. That's their main goal. 
Well, yeah, they have to. The defendant has really got one foot in the hole. He's got to get him out of it. And the only way to do it is you've got to manipulate the jurors. And if you don't have a way of doing it, you're like, if you don't put your magic on, on the courtroom, that guy is going to go to jail. Because he's got the cards stacked against him, you know? Um, so, uh, so anyways... Uh, but one of the things that I did learn uh, reading uh, a few of those cases that the, uh, the lawyers, top lawyers were doing, mm-hmm. that the people that went to jail, they could have got off on every one of those cases if they would have known coming along. Would you believe that, Sonia? I do. I do believe that. Of course. You know. Yeah, they would have got off. Um, for instance... Uh, one one person uh, went to jail uh, mainly because, uh, uh, in fact, it's exactly the story I mentioned to you the other day. Um, this guy pulled up his car, went into an apartment building, and half an hour later, he came out of the apartment building, went into his car, and he drove off. Well, an hour later, the cop cars pulled up to that apartment building, and the same people were uh, sitting on the veranda across the street, and uh, they said, hey, to the police, what, what's happened? They said, well, there was a, a murder in one of the apartments. And then, uh, you know, they went after they found out what it was and who, you know, if anybody saw anything suspicious or not. So these, this couple said, yeah, this car, uh, described the car, the person, uh, the guy. Yeah. And uh, so they went and got the guy and uh, they interrogated him. And... Uh, uh, and then he went to court, and the uh, uh, the jurors uh, they found him guilty. So, but the thing was that uh, even the uh, uh, even the prosecuting attorney said in that particular case that he didn't have a very strong case on that guy. Like after the, the, the you know the, the case was over, and the jury found the person guilty. Uh, the prosecuting attorney thought he was lucky to win because he really they didn't have that much evidence against him, mm-hmm. and definitely nobody saw him kill anybody in that apartment building. See, all they saw is this guy went into the building. After mm-hmm. later, came out. So, how do you know they went to? He went to that particular apartment. So there's a hundred apartments in that building, right? Could have went to any one of the other uh, 99 apartments. So, uh, so even the, uh, the the prosecuting attorney thought he was lucky to win that case. And uh, so, I, I guess in a way, uh, the proce- uh, the uh, the defendant's lawyer did a piss poor job in defending him. Yeah, and sure. sure didn't use common law. Mm-hmm. As in common law, you know, you'd have to uh, basically uh, uh, just ask you know, for the person who, uh, you know, who uh, show me the person that says I uh, that saw that I did it. Yeah. yeah. What person would admit in court and swear in the court that I saw him actually kill that person? Nobody can do that. Well, right off the bat, it's only a two-minute court scene. You don't know the court within two minutes. That's what Carl always says, right? 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get it in two minutes. Who here? Anybody here? See me know that woman? Nope. Anybody? Anybody can come up here up on the stand here? I'll even mm-hmm. give them 20 bucks. I'll give you 20 bucks if anybody wants to come up here. Oh, no, nobody wants to come up? Okay, Judge. There's no one coming up. Court dismissed. Goodbye. I got to go. I got to go to McDonald's. Get my uh, hamburger and french fries. <laughs> so <laughs> these are some of the stories in the uh, about these top lawyers, eh? And uh, and how they operate is uh, unbelievable, you know. So now uh, some of the traits that these lawyers are using are some of the traits that you and I need to know if we're going to have a trial by jury or something in the future. Mm-hmm. We we don't use their tech, you know their uh, you know their uh, words, their legalese language. We're not going to use none of that bullshit. We are going to put on an air that we know what we're talking about. Yeah, we can. We can. We. I, I see what you're saying. You know, we can learn how. Uh, you know, how to, like you say, turn it into an art. You know, talking with uh, men and women, uh, questioning, asking a lot of questions. Um, Things like that, you know, asking a lot of questions for for one thing. Eh? That's what Carl says a lot too. You know, is uh, well, you know the bottom line. You know, the bottom line. What I'm saying is that you know uh, the advice, if there's such a thing as advice here, you know, is go to the library and get some other books on law as many as you can, and and write down, make notes for different things that really make a lot of sense that you should know. So make a little book of your own and uh, what you've been learning. So uh, like no no other shows talk like this. You know, Tanya Patterson's show is the only show where you, you know, you're know you getting this type of information. Common sense information for common law people. Well, it, it makes sense to me, like I said, because you've, like, many have not stepped into a courtroom. So how can anyone hold hold a court in a courtroom when when they don't even have any idea uh, what happens when you first walk through the door? You know, you have to know some procedures. What what they will try to do to you? They will try and make you stand or sit down. Men and women have to know these things. You know, and how else are they going to learn except by learning about um, you know the administrative law and how it ticks? And, and how to avoid being tricked. Now, I totally agree with you, Sam. You know, we need to learn. Because like you say, Carl Carl knows it, it's instinct to him. And a lot of these things he, he, he can't explain to us because he, uh, he, he believes that we don't need to know it. It's so simple to him. But we do need to know it because we haven't been in there. You know, we, we, we do not have common law in our minds and our hearts naturally. We've we've been you know he's been raised totally different. We've been raised the uh, you know uh, the administrative way, and been been tricked and 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 lured and and trained to believe everything that they're our friends. So we we need to learn, like you say, about picking up books and finding out what, what different words mean. And we've been learning a lot of words from Carl and the men and women on the talk shows. 
and in the Skype rooms, you know, that we're finding out that child doesn't mean child, human doesn't mean human, you know, the way we know it. And uh, so, yeah, no, we we have to dig out information and in, from all directions, and um, and put it all put, put those uh, those pieces that are missing into our life. You know, if we're looking for something like, say, my studies, uh, Children's Aid Society, and uh, like I said, there's a woman that I talk with a lot. She's studying the Children's Aid Society. She's going to get to know them inside and out and how they tick. So when she puts her claim in, you know, she's going to know any tricks, you know, like especially when you get your property back, you get your babies back. The children's aid are going to be back on your door, and you've got to learn how to hold them off. You've got to learn their tricks and exactly how they, and exactly how they work. So you've got to know uh, what, you know, what they're up to, what, what their laws are. And we know that they cannot just kick your door down and, and come in. We got to know that, you know, um, these these uh, servants, police or whatever, cannot just come and kick your door down. So we have to know their laws. No, they have to have a warrant, and they have to have a bond with their warrant. So I agree agree with you there, Sam. You know, like we do have to learn the the other side. You know. Not that we're going to learn it and use it. Um, we're going to use it for our, our defense. We're going to be proactive. You know, we we want to know. You know, can a cop uh, do this, or you know, can the children's aid do that, even in their law? So as it, you know, so we can, you know, approach them saying, are you, are you, is this trespassing? You know, you know, is this? To ask them a question. You know, is this trespassing? And I've seen a cop one time. I. I was at a place where a cop came to a woman's place, and she said, and he came in in the door without being invited. The door just happened to be open, and she says to him, "You're trespassing him in here." And he backed out. He backed out the door because he wasn't invited, even though the door was open. He stepped into the door, and she told him, "You're trespassing." And I saw him with my own eyes. He backed up, just out of the door. Like so, you we have to know. Like you say, we have to know, uh, you know, what they can or cannot do in their law, as well as what we can do in our law. Thanks, Sam. Yep. Thanks, Sam. Yep. Um, you know, the Child Protection Act, for instance. You know, you know, enacted in Canada. I don't know how many years ago. Uh, and so uh, it's based on two things. The Child Protection Act is based on helping children uh, that might be harmed. It makes common sense, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if family, if the child is in an environment, you know, where the husband and wife are both drunk and on drugs, you know, and the child is only a couple of years old, uh, you know, that, that child is very strongly will be harmed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so in a case like that, um, Children's Aid uh, have a, uh, a law that they can go in and uh, and pick up the kid, right? The children are in harm. The other one is um, uh, the Child Protection Act. Was uh, the other one is um, uh, harmed or neglect? That's the one. Neglect. Okay, I keep forgetting that one. Uh, so. Uh, 
and that's uh, that's it. You know, if a child is in need of any uh, anything from possibly being harmed, or if the child is in is going to be neglected, you know, not being fed or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's it. Those are the only two uh, laws that the children's aid have on their books that they 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 can go into people's homes. So, and like in my case, you know, like for instance, uh, I mentioned it to my wife uh, just the, uh, about a week ago. I said, look, I says, I, I found out, and I read that, by the way, in one of the uh, dictionaries. Not in the dictionary I got right now, because I just looked it up. It's so funny, you know, all these dictionaries, uh, you know, Canadian Law Dictionary, volume uh, edition number five is the one I got now. And it's got nothing on there about Child Protection Act. I just looked as you were talking. But the other one did. And the other one was the one at Chapters. And uh, I didn't like it. I didn't buy it. But uh, the one at Chapters did have uh, the Child Protection Act, what it was. Okay. And it, it, it gave the number. You know how they have about you know, SS393B2, whatever, you know what I mean? The Child Protection Act of Canada, right? Yeah. And it says, you know, that uh, uh, they basically, uh, uh, the act is to help uh, children from not getting harmed or neglected. That's it. So uh, when I read that, I, I mentioned it to the wife. I says, you know, I said, uh, there's no way in hell uh, you as a mother having a 16-year-old and a 13-year-old, are you going to harm these kids? You've been raising them for 16 years, so the CAS uh, have no case against her. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the kids are not two years old. And the other one is neglect. Well, how can you neglect a 16-year-old or a 13-year-old? You know, they can go into the fridge. They can look after themselves. They can cook up spaghetti, whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they can stay outside and uh, whatever. You, you know what I mean? They can babysit and make money, actually, for other people's homes to look after their children. So uh, the CAS actually had no foundation against uh, using their own laws. That's what I'm saying. If you want you to learn what their laws are, you can attack them on their laws, uh, Sonia. Yeah. I mentioned it to my wife. I said, you know what? Never mind the common law. I said, you can just tell them, look, uh, what are you doing here? I'm not harming my children. You see my children harmed? No. They're healthy as horses. Uh, you see them neglected? No. They're healthy as rhinoceroses. I said, okay, get the hell out of here. You're trespassing. Mm-hmm. You see, so you can actually use civil law there. Yeah. Because that's, and all you got to do is quote the uh, the Child and Protection Act of Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like you say, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's like exercising not only your biceps but your triceps. Yeah, <laughs> exercise your bicep and your tricep, and it's up to you, whichever one you want to use. <clears throat> and that's the first time I brought up um, that particular issue with my wife. Uh, it was only a week ago because I read it in, uh, in the dictionary, you know. What, what the Child and Protection Act was. Mm-hmm. Wow, well, you know, because if you go on the uh, on the websites, I mean, they got pages and pages and pages, and they try to get you confused. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. How the hell do you know what the hell they're doing? What the, what it is? What is their mandate? 
Oh, the Band-Aid is only a one-liner. You know, harm and uh, and uh, neglect. Make sure the children are not harmed or neglected. And if your children are not harmed or neglected, uh, even in their own courts, they'll tell the judge will tell them where to go. Mm-hmm. It it just reminds me, Sam, of that letter that I posted around to our friends, of a letter that Carl sent me years ago, and when he sent me this letter, um, he actually quoted uh, an act from the Children's Aid Society. This was the CPS in the States. And and he does that too. He'll quote things. He'll use constitutions or he'll use whatever, saying they can't do this because it's it's within their own law. And he actually quoted, for example, if you volunteer to, to give your child up for a period of time or something so that you can take care of some matters or say you're ill or whatever, when you want your baby back, they have to give it back. And that was quoted right in their law that Carl sent me. So this, you know, what I'm, what I'm trying to say here, Carl does use these things. You know, he's got these in his mind. He knows these things, and he's saying we don't have to learn it, but we do. He, he means we don't have to learn it and use it. You know, we don't have to use the uh, go the administration uh, administrative way. We go the common law way, but we do need to know it. I'm, I'm just verifying what you're saying, Sam. Carl actually sent me the acts. And and the sections and all that from their from their uh, society, you know, yeah. things that yeah. they're not supposed to do. Yeah, I think it said something on the basis that they are not allowed to solicit their services. That too, yes. You know, they 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 don't have a mandate to solicit their service unless they're called. Yeah. So. But, um, you know, unless they're called by the actual parents, not by the next door neighbor. You know what I mean? And that's what they use. Oh, we had a complaint. Yeah, they got a complaint by the next door neighbor. But and, they won't, and they won't tell you who it is, so you can't make a claim against them. So yeah, there's where if you know, in our circumstances, if we had realized, okay, if there's no complaint, or I mean, if there's no claim, you know, and you can't tell me who the man or woman is that's got a claim against me, then no case. You know, but we, What's the uh, number one thing you've learned? Can you think at the top of your head? Uh, uh, you know, just uh, just for conversation, I guess. Sure. Uh, you know, it's been uh, a couple of years. You've been learning this, and I've been kind of in and out for a couple of years too, really. Um, so, what is the number one thing that maybe tomorrow you might have a different idea? But uh, right now, what do you think is the number one thing that you've learned? Um, you know, from Carl Lentz or Common Law. Crazy question. <laughs> no, no, no. There, you know. Wait a minute. You, you, you learn so many things. Well, um, yeah. I, I, I think that uh, the the first thing, to be honest with you, that comes up to, to in my mind is, I am woman. Okay, I'm a woman. I'm, I'm not a, a piece of furniture or an object, um, you know, that I, I am, uh, I don't want to use the word human being because uh, it's, it's not a, a word that we want to use either because it's been changed into a beast. So um, um, I, I am a woman of God. Um, 
and 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 that's it. That's it. That's my that's my title. That's what I've learned from Carl that that I am a woman, and and all these uh, the this world this this system um, is is how can I explain it without getting into biblical? Okay, I'm trying not to getting in, in, into that. Um, no, it's okay. Go ahead. I I can I cannot be ruled. I I cannot be ruled. Okay, I have to if if I want to do something, I want to cons- I, I'll consent to it. I cannot be ordered or ruled. Okay, that that's it. That that's what I've learned. That's a good one. Yeah, I cannot be ruled. If I was going to be ruled by anyone in 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 my life, it, it would be God. I I would submit, whether I wanted to or not, whether it was something that I thought was good for me or not. Okay, you want to submit to God? Okay, <laughs> I'm God. Okay, does that make okay. you happy? You asked me. No, you asked me questions. I, uh, you want to submit to God? Uh, you know, you show me your God. I'll say I'm God. Okay, so uh, I won't get into that topic. It's probably your late. Uh, but anyway, no, that's that's a big one. Yeah, well, thank just, you. That's a good question. Thank you. It, it made me stop and think too. You know, what what have, what have I learned here? And it, it's just confirmed things. Thank you. I, I like that question, Sam. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, you answered it really good. Uh, you know, Jesus, it's, uh, it's a big one. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of like you realize yourself, really. That yeah, I'm I'm a woman, and. Uh, a woman in, is in the image of God, you know. I mean, there's no one above you other than the, the, the Creator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, no cop or judge or anyone is going to tell you what to do, you know. No, if I want to do something, it's from my heart, and and it's because I consent. That's it. I, I put you on the spot. You come out shining like a rose. Well, thank you for the question because. Um, you know, it's a good question for all of us, you know, when we're we're learning about common law or learning about, you know, becoming a man or a woman. You know, uh, what do we want to be? Um, you know, do we want to be slaves to uh, another man or woman or a corporation? You know, uh, what do we want to be? What do we want to be in life? Where are we going from here? You know, are we going to be slaves or, you know, are we going to have a life? have a life that we enjoy, you know, have a life that we can respect ourselves and help others to learn how to do that, too, because because we have been enslaved, haven't we? Uh, yeah, well, 100%. We're all zombies. <laughs> we're, we're all zombies in one way, shape, or form. Some of us are more zombies than others, but we're all zombies. Yeah, um, Cheyenne has a couple of questions, Sam. Let me just take a look at the board here, sweetie. And, and um, she's been trying to get shows that have been taken down. She records her shows, and I've asked her a couple of times, how do you record, Cheyenne? How do you record your shows? Just with the tape recorder? Like, I mean, that's five hours of a show. How do you, how can we, I wonder how we can learn how to record these, because I don't know why, but some of these um these uh, men and women, or men, that are doing these shows, they take them down immediately after. I'm going to have to ask them, why do they do that? We're supposed to be helping others. Like, I wouldn't take any of my shows down unless there was something private in there that somebody didn't want, you know, made a mistake and, and, and said an error. That that would be the only reason I would take 
showdown is for confidentiality for, for something, but I don't understand why these men and women are taking their shows down. And Carl has done that quite a bit too. I can see Carl. I, I can see Carl if he wanted to put a show onto a DVD and make money with it. That 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 is his prerogative. That because that's his that's his gem. That's that's his idea. That's 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 his creation. But I don't understand why these other men and women are taking these shows down. So um, Cheyenne was trying to pull some up that she had she had got. Um, before they took them down. So she's working on that for us, and thank you, Cheyenne, for doing that. Um, Now, I'm just going back to what Cheyenne's been posting here. I'm trying to uh, take care of anyone that, you know, converse with anyone that comes on and wants to to chat. Um, Some are not on phone. Well, you and I, Sam, are the only ones that are on phone right now. Yeah. Okay. Um... I'm just reading what she's got here. She wrote to the sheriff's office. She just put another one out and asked her if she could can't answer to go your, and I can't read anymore. I need answers now. I wish I could have gone into Amy's claim. Cheyenne's wishing that we could have went into that claim that the one that I was talking about in the beginning. Um, she puts, I will post into the groups. I told you, look on your computer. Yes, on you, you. Hi, Cheyenne here. Hi, Cheyenne here. <laughs> Thanks. I talking. told you before, we we were down this road before. Look on your computer. It should have a recorder on there. If not, then Google for a free recorder and download it so then you can record the calls. What I've learned through the past and I could ha- I could possibly have the calls, and I'm sure I do. Cause I oh my God, you wouldn't believe the calls I have. And then I redid them, and redid them, and redid them. Hell, I just ended up getting a um, outside hard drive. Uh huh. Probably like uh, two, three months ago. It's already filled up. I got to go get a new one. Okay. But anyhow, I probably have the calls that they end up taking down. Why do they take them down? I have no clue. When Gus ran into all of his problems, yeah. he took down all of his calls. I remember that. Yes, and Now, there's a few calls that Carl took down that nobody recorded. Now, what I again, I started sitting here for hours and record. I would stop the recording for the BS. Start the recording for the meet. Yeah. So I, I probably actually have them, but I don't know if I do. But I know a, a, a friend of mine, he should have them. If not, he can get them. And there's like, it's only like four or five. Not many. Mm-hmm. That he ended up taking down. Apparently, they were very important calls. Yeah. So I'm going to ask him if he has them, if he can Skype them to me or email email them to me. Um, what was my next point? Um, and then I'll just go over it. Oh, wow. I don't know what that was. 
Then I'll just go over it. Someone needs to mute. Well, that me? I think it might be Sam's the only one that's got a phone on. That's not me. It's someone else talking. Hey, I got a question for you, Cheyenne. Uh, you know, uh, um, I, I haven't been on any of the uh, the talk shows for about three months. Um, uh, have you been on uh, any talk shows in the last couple of weeks, two or three yes. weeks? Yes. Yeah, which uh, which ones have you been on the last two or three weeks? Gus, Mike's. Oh, okay. And uh, so, uh, what's happening? What's happening with? Uh, we'll start with Mike. What's What's he doing? Mike's calls are getting lame. It's all about traffic. And I'm sorry. They're, and I already said this to Sonia. The traffic, and, and actually you end up bringing that up tonight, people have more issues than their their traffic ticket. And I cannot believe how many people are actually trying to fight their traffic ticket, going to court, going to trial. Yeah, that's amazing. When it's so simple to get the hell out of it. You were not in commerce. I don't get it. I don't get that part. You were not you were not for hire at that time of the uh, the time of the I'm losing my voice. At the time of the citation. You're traveling. Right. And uh, the people so what don't is know this that. so hard to do is you put the you put the you put the the ticket back to them. Don't these people listen to Carl's calls? So, Even Jay Kyle, Jay Kyle is fighting all this BS. So, these people are facing jail time. I don't get it. So he's not getting any meat and meat and potato calls, or just all traffic citations. Well, you know that pisses off Carl when people call him up. Traffic, traffic problems. Even V. Tile is another one. Yeah, what's new with him? Has he got the same problem? Yeah, it's, it's all traffic. He's he, how he's going to trial. It's the traffic and people, uh, Yes, and then these people want to put out on the tonight on the board. Not on this board, but on the uh, Skype group. Put out prayers. I got trial. I got to pick out uh, the people for the trial, and then I have trial on Tuesday. Or I'm going to be facing jail. For what, a seatbelt violation? I don't get these people. A seatbelt. Seatbelt, traveling over 55, whatever the case is. Sorry, Sonia. This is really irking me. Sorry. Yeah, I brought that up earlier. People are dealing with other issues that are so large. Getting your babies back. Saving your home. The list goes on. So you can say that uh, the Sonia Patterson show is the number one show on the planet. (laughs) Oh, there's plenty of shows that are number one on on the planet. (laughs) I put you on the spot there. 
I learned I, I go to different shows throughout the week. So, what what other shows are they? Law shows or blog talk? Blog talk has a lot of great shows. Law talk, blog, yes. what? Blog talk. Blog talk. They have a lot of great shows. What different uh, commentators like Sonia? You mean? Well, I listen to one of them on Tuesday and Friday, and he's into common law. He's He knows what's going on, and he's so pissed that people are not doing anything about it. He's pissed that people are not studying. He's yeah. pissed that they're not putting anything in into the court. Just like Billy said, if we could all put something into the court, this all all this shit would stop. Sorry if I'm raising my voice. Yeah, this no, is just really me. pissing me off. You're making a lot of sense, you know. So, uh, yeah, let me write this down again. Uh, well, write down period. Uh, blog, B-L-O-G. Talk. E-A-L-K. Right. Uh, dot com. Right. Or just do a search on blog talk. They'll show you all the live calls that are on. I'm on Tuesday and Friday. I got to catch up on Friday. And again, I record I record all these calls. I sit here by the computer and I I just get to the meet. So you record on Tuesdays and Friday. Well, are you are you talking on those shows too? No. I just I sit back and listen. So uh what what's uh what's something really interesting that you picked up say in the last 30 days on the blog talk shows? Well, the two cases I end up posting are actually the two sites I end up posting. Actually, there's more I got to post. And actually, I was trying to go back, and apparently I did not. Um, oh, I'm pissed at myself. I end up doing a, a different... I I cut down this one show just to get the codes. And oh, okay. for the life of me, I cannot find that call. Mm. Did you record the codes? Yeah, I did, but I can't find it. And I even cut that down to just to the codes of how the corporation cannot sue you. This guy went, he was in jail for two years. He was going an adverse, adverse procession. And by the time he was done with his court, they closed his case, left him out of jail, and he was given nuggets, nuggets off of his case. I cannot find that call to save my ass. So you you can't find it on your computer or, or on, on the blog? I can't find it on my computer or my hard drive. But I got to go out and get another hard drive. Mine's full. Unless I can find the time to to um, go back into the hard drive and delete things I don't need. 
Yeah. So what's the uh, number one thing that you learned uh, with uh, listening to Carl Lentz over the last two years? Oh, I learned so much. Basically, it's just common law, being a man, being a woman. My friend went out to see him a few times. I went out out to see him one time. And the time that I went out, my friend built him a whole brand new shower from scratch. Wow. Got to meet all of his dogs. Didn't meet his kitties. He had them locked up in his bedroom. Got to, oh my God, got to go to that place where he talks about eating. That place is, I've never been into a buffet that large. This place is huge. Huge. (laughs) No kidding. I've never been into a buffet like that. Seriously. Yeah, the prices were good too, I bet you. Oh, the price is right. It's eleven ninety five. All you can eat. Yeah, it's perfect. Oh, they got one section of just a salad bar. They got, and then it runs through with different side items, and then goes into another another huge salad bar, or not salad bar, um, uh, chicken steak. Uh, mashed potatoes, filling, it goes into all that stuff. Then then it walks through on the back. Then it goes into all kinds of like different vegetables. And then the next one is, is dessert. I've never been in that, never been in one that huge. Sounds like you want to go back. I do, just for the salad part. <laughs> I think you gained 10 pounds that day. No, I end up... I made a mistake. I end up... No, I got the hiccups. I end up making a mistake. I got mine to go. What they do is they give you a container and then you fill it up and then they weigh it and then you pay for it. So actually my meal was $15. Oh. So that's where I made a mistake. That and right. that's where Carl said, you should have just put a little bit of salad in the container, got it weighed, paid for it, and then and get my friend to put stuff on his plate and then fill up my container. <laughs> He's got it all worked out. Oh, he does. What he also does... He 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 goes in there, and you get a large cup, and fill it up with soda or whatever you want. So he fills it up with a little bit of water. He drinks the water, then he fills up his plate with just meat, and he throws that all in the cup. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, you get double the you get double the quantity for the same price. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. 
I never heard of that before. That's a pretty neat trick. I gotta try yeah. that next time I go to uh, McDonald's or something. They do that. Oh, I don't touch McDonald's. Ugh. But yeah, that's a that's a good. I mean, you get a you get your cup filled with a little bit of water. Yeah, a big giant cup. You got that. Yes, a huge. Is. Yeah, it is a huge giant cup. Yes. Oh yeah, I know they're big. Yeah, they're like a quart size. You can throw up a couple of T-bones in there easily. Oh, he throw. Oh my God, this place had chicken to fish to steak to you name it. <laughs> like I said, I, I've never been. I've never been at a buffet that large. And and so much to offer. So has Carl had any shows in the last uh, two or three uh, weeks? No, he's trying to get his um, trailer up. He's trying the to get his trailer. We were there, like I said, the last time we were there, my friend ended up building him a brand new shower from scratch. Where we're in the trailer? Yes. Oh, okay. I thought, uh, okay, I got you. So that was, that was framing, so that was... So that his, was trailer is, uh, his trailer is going to be, uh, I guess, his new home for a, a while. Is that it? I guess he still has to put up um, um, countertop, stove, um, cabinets. And the, and the property is... The uh, what is it? Is it just an office trailer? Yeah. So he has uh, one room as his bedroom, which he wants to change around once he gets the main room together, and that would have to be the sink, countertop, stove, refrigerator, etc. And then the back room is going to be his bedroom. But he's loading it up. Oh, my God. He's making deals off of this one auction. I don't know how many auctions he goes to, but he that's what he's doing is traveling around and buying stuff from these auctions, and the price is right. Okay, I got you, yeah. Actually, he ended up, he had to get a sub-zero refrigerator in the trailer that he's going to sell. He had to knock out part of the wall to get it in. Oh. That he's going to sell. What's he going to do? Put another freezer in there? No, he's going to sell it. It's a it's a double refrigerator, sub zero. Oh my God! Stainless steel. That freaking thing is nice. So he's on his mother's property, right? Right. Oh, okay. I didn't get to meet his mom nor his kids. I did meet the stepfather. Very nice, nice man. And then before, because uh, we end up getting, a, my friend and I, we end up getting a motel room. Um, Carl came, what night was that? Saturday night. Carl came. We end up going out to eat. I don't know if this is before or after. Carl got a shower. I guess it was after. 
Carl got a shower? Oh, my God, if this guy does not know how to shut up. That's between the shower and him talking. And my friend, because my friend is not a night owl, he wanted to go to sleep. And this is the part that pisses me off. Because he had to drive Carl back. And Carl's a night owl. My friend is not. So anyhow, I guess he drove him back at 12. Carl realized that a kitten's missing. And my friend, for an hour, is helping him try to find the kitten. Of course, at nighttime, you're not going to find nothing. Kitten's already <laughs> gone. That's right? amazing. So my friend finally leaves gets onto the highway, he's supposed to go over the two lane. He didn't. He ended up taking left on the first lane, second lane. So it's four lanes altogether, right? So he didn't cross over to the other lane. What he did was right away just took a left. He was going the wrong way for five Miles. Oh, Oncoming traffic. <laughs> Oncoming traffic. That's not even funny. That is crazy. And my gut was telling me something. something oh, my God. Did I ever put out prayers? Yeah. I finally got back at 1.45. Told me what happened. And I said, this is BS. Yeah, that's uh, that's too much, yeah. So I was asleep at the wheel. Oh, actually, on the way home, he almost fell asleep at the wheel a couple of times. I got him to pull over. I was wide awake. I wanted to sleep, but I, I couldn't. I had to watch him. We ran, we ran into three major storms that you couldn't even see to drive into. Wow. And I'm noticing him, he's drifting like he was drunk. And I said, pull over, pull over, pull over. This is BS. This is our life. So I eventually wow. got him to pull over. We went to a strip mall, which they were lights on top of the strip mall with the stores. He got maybe 20 minutes of sleep because the lights were were interrupting him. Yeah, it's next thing you know, here next thing you know, here comes the cop. Next thing you know, here comes another cop, which I wasn't surprised. But it was fine. They thanked they thanked us for pulling over. They seen we were not drunk. We were just tired. I mentioned about the storms. He was falling asleep, and they thanked us for pulling over. I said, yeah, the next time we got to find a darker place. So we end up traveling, I don't know how many more miles, and he started acting again. So I got him to pull over again. So this time we found a darker place. And wouldn't you know who would come by? The trash trucks. Jeez. Well, 
But we end up getting home, I think, around 8 o'clock. It's a long drive. Thank God yeah, I was along with him. Yeah, how many miles did you drive? Pardon? How many miles did you drive? Oh, I had, it, was, it was over six hours one way. Oh, that's a lot, yeah. Well, the thing of it is, we didn't want to leave at 12, 1 o'clock at, in the morning. We wanted to leave at 1, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. So did you get but what you, you wanted? Once you talk, once you take Carl to Home Depot or Lowe's, he's in there for hours. My friend and I are in there for minutes. Get what you need, and let's be done with it. He's in there for hours. And actually, yeah, yeah. I see my first drone. <laughs> so, uh, did you get, uh, when you went to visit him, uh, was it for a particular reason? Just trying to get info. Oh, did you get the information that you need? Not really, no. That really was. So, a business trip turned into a fun trip, did it? Uh, not even a fun trip. <laughs> it sounded like an excursion, a television uh, play or something. You know, one of those uh, what do you call those shows? You know. Well, I stayed back at the motel while my friend and Carl was. My friend was supposed to do the shower, rebuild a whole new shower, and. Carl had him doing everything and everything else. And that's what was pissing him off because, like I said, we wanted to leave around 1, 2 o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday. And it turns out my friend lost a whole day's pay on Monday. Yeah. So that's not good. Uh, trials and tribulations. <laughs> Well, that's uh, well. That you, you'll never forget that trip. Now, now no, you I just reco- now you just recorded it on the uh, Sonia Patterson show. It'll be on here yeah, for the next few years. Yeah, I know. I wish I wouldn't have said all this. It was all good. It was all good. I'm not cutting the man down. No, no. You just said he likes to shop. Oh, he loves to shop. He can go in Lowe's or Home Depot for two hours. So there's nobody, uh, no, nobody new coming on, uh, you know, other than the same, same guys. Mike, you know, Tanya, me, you, you know, Vital, you know, Gus, uh, you know, any new people? I mean, there's there the kid that came on tonight. Any new people coming on? Yeah, I wish Billy the kid would have went more into his notices. You should have went into his notices? Yes, because he did put out a lot of notices. He also met Carl. Yeah. He did mention that uh, he realized that he put a lot of his notices into their case. That's where he went wrong. Well, no, you can, you can win. 
And that's one thing that Carl and I spoke about. You can win as far as a defendant. Look at Brian. He came in as a, a as a defendant and he won. You can win as a defendant. You just got to watch what you're putting in. And how well, are you these, putting them in? These lawyers that I've been reading in these uh, library books I picked up, uh, they're... One of the lawyers never uh, never lost uh, any of his cases of any of his defendants. Right. You know, I mean, the lawyer, you know, he practiced law for 40 years and never lost one case in 40 years uh, working with defendants. Right, defendants, you can win. Defendants do many, win. Exactly. There's many cases that have won. You have to watch how you put it in, what you put in. That's why I wish we would have went over Amy's claim. That kind of has me bugged now. I'm glad you mentioned that, Sonia. I'm glad you brought that up to my attention. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, was there, was there something wrong with Amy's claim? See, I don't know what happened. I know she went to, they claim that she went to jail after this. They claim that Greg helped her with the paperwork? <coughs> I don't know. I don't, it, it, that's all hearsay. Yeah, and uh, what was her court case about? Uh, children? Uh, property? Yes, children. And she ends up going to jail? Why would she go to jail? She went to jail a few times. And then she ended up getting out. And then some reason, and I felt his name was Greg Corey. I'm almost yeah. positive was the last name. That's what I thought it was, too, because I remember listening to him talk, yeah. Right. And now it's it's a different last name. I think somebody might have spelled it wrong. But I think it would be that, Greg, from, from that was back right. about 2012, so that's back when Greg was on. But I also know Greg and Carl had a, had it out. Yeah. They no longer talk to, to each other. Yeah. Um, I'd like to find out more about Amy's case, too. I'm going to, if I get to it, want to do a lot of things, but I'd like to find out more about her case. <clears throat> How about, yeah, I'd, like uh, know, uh, I'd like to know if she's out of jail. Well, as you know, when you start fighting the, the system, you can end up in jail real quick because they don't like it. And I, I think, like, her claim was long, but boy, oh, boy, did she ever cover everything. I mean, she, you know, and if Greg helped to do it, like, I mean, I don't see where she, why she would have gotten thrown in jail over her claim. Unless, I agree. I agree with that, Sonia. Yeah, unless... Like, she she gave them a true bill. She wasn't waiting. She wasn't forgiving. She wasn't going to be forgiving. She was giving them a tr- true bill with the case right then and there. With her claim, she, she had a true bill attached. Like, I know Carl, he likes to, to forgive and forget. Get your kids back and forget about the rest. Some people can't do that. You know, they've been harmed so bad. They They can lose their homes. They can lose their jobs all over Children's Aid Society. 
some people just can't let that go, you know, and she had her true bill attached to her claim. I don't know the true bills not with this document, and uh, but I'm telling you, I like I said, I went and uh, photocopied this case, this claim, and I and I've started reading it this evening. I didn't have much time, but uh, I'm, I'm going to read it over, and, and it's powerful to me. It's powerful, like with the children's aid. There's always many, many that are involved, and this is how they 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 do it. They'll they'll let one worker come in. Then that worker's gone, and another worker come in, and then that worker's gone. And why, they've got a reason for this. I don't know exactly what it is, but a lot of them go on holidays because it's it's a, a very stressful job that they have when, you know, some of them can't handle it. Some of them get in there, and they don't like it, and they want to get out, but the money's so good, you see. So they give them lots of holidays, lots of money, because they can't hold on to workers. They get the odd... The odd one that's like a bull, and but uh, so they go through a lot of workers, and she had all these workers named in there uh, who she would, you know, was a wrongdoer, and right, right up to the magistrate, she had them all covered, right to the prosecutor, the crown, you know, whatever. It, it was a very interesting case. I, I am going to look it over. Not that I would use it, but I want to find out why it was why why they are saying it's bad. I don't see why, and I'd like to know why. Probably too long. That doesn't make it bad. Sure. She covered every every step. Yeah, if it's too long, uh, you you you. You make yourself into a target. You know, every every word, every sentence yeah, becomes yeah. a new target. Exactly. Yeah. But look so at that's the problem. You know, if you if you only have uh, two or three sentences, you know, then uh, you know there's hard to hard to get to you because there's nothing there. You're like a skinny twiggy. Yeah. Exactly. You pull the whole page up with all kinds of sentences. Yeah. Well, every sentence is a target. Yeah. Uh, for them to come to get you. Yeah. Open up a door for them. You know, come and get me in this target. Okay, yeah. come and get me in this door. Come and get me in that door. So the more doors you have that you're complaining about, one of them is going to go. Oh, we can get in. We got in. We got in this door. You know, the the, the fourteen sentence, the thirteen sentence. We got in through that door, and now the person's up in jail. So if you only had three sentences, made your whole case. You know, <laughs> they can't get in. Yeah. Yeah, that makes total sense. But uh, you know, maybe maybe she should have made separate claims because she she had in there um, that uh, she demanded that the clerk court or the, the clerk of the court. My brain's starting to. Um, the clerk of the court is in no way to attempt. In this is in my words attempt to change her claim to a complaint. So, like, she had everything covered. But so maybe maybe what she should have done was, if she had a problem with the clerk of the court, she should have made that claim separate. If she had a problem with the prosecutor, she should have made that claim separate. But she had everything in here, and she probably could have made claims against 
all the different CAS agents, the men and women that were acting as children's aid workers. She could have made maybe separate claims against each one of them. I don't know. That's like you say, Sam. It, you know, if she didn't have it all in one, she, you know, she might not have ended up into the trouble that she did. If she ended up in trouble, I don't know. This could be just gossip. Yeah, you know, you got to know the whole story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> pretty it, good. The the not to interrupt. Sorry. That's okay. But man. her case number is on there, in the in the uh, court. If anyone has any time this week, if they could look that up. I don't have the time. I got too many documents I have to put in. But if someone can have the time to look up and see if you can't find that whole case. But maybe she made a mistake by talking into court. Now, I think it was guest nine that she couldn't hold her in court. Or maybe she couldn't, yeah. That could have been the reason. There's a lot of speculation. Right, that's where we need to look up the case itself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be an interesting project. Because I'm sure we can learn from it. Right? Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, they're blaming this all on Greg. Yeah, well, that's a good idea, Cheyenne. Like, I am going to be studying this, and uh, I'll try to, to take the time to do that. Thank you for mentioning that. That's Please, if you can, then then yeah, we can we can end this and find out exactly what happened. Yeah, because yeah. I mean that that would only help you as well because she was getting her property back with the children. Mhm. Yeah, because I'm definitely interested in this case. And it'll be a benefit to to others, of course, if we can find out, you know, what the result was, how it went, and uh, what to do or what not to do. Yeah, good idea. Thank you. You're quite welcome. I will do. I will do that. I'm, you know, uh, see what I can find out. Anyway, sometimes it's easy to get things on computer, and other times you can hunt for months. I wish I had the time to help you. No, no. But I have to. I have to get these documents in. No, thanks, Shane. No, you've got enough to do. You don't need to be. No, we can help ourselves. That's my case, and then I got to work on my friends. Yeah, yeah. They, she ended up doing a um, final judgment, and she's waiting for a um, judge to sign off on it. And we fault. You wouldn't believe what we fought just to get the paperwork. Finally, my friend, he was off today because of his ribs. He ended up hurting his rib. So we ended up calling the courthouse because I ended up getting an email. It's going to take four to six weeks to to get the final judgment that the lawyer ended up putting in. Four to six weeks. Come on. So I got him to call the, a different court. And we got it in the email within five minutes. Hmm. I mean, these people are evil. Yeah. They are really evil. 
Yeah, I know they are. Yeah, it's uh, like I said, I'm I'm working on two homes of these little son of a guns not taking either one. Mm-hmm. And I'll be damned if they are. They're not. Way to go, Shannon. You keep plugging away, my friend. That's all I can do. But I have to get these documents in by Monday, on my case. And there's at least, oh my God, five. Day of day of the eviction, possession, void for closure, notice of mistake. And I know there's another one. All the mechanics lean. Must be kind of overwhelming, I'm sure. And thank God I didn't send anything out, because you got to reread and reread. Look at your docs, because sometimes I, I I can be in a hurry. And thank goodness, because I laid everything out today, mm-hmm. and I seen how bad I was in a hurry. So I had to correct a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And now I just got a uh, pink card back. Someone did not take my certified because I'm starting to do everything certified. Costs a little bit more money, but it's well worth it. But someone did not take my certified. So I got to go to the post. Well, I'm going to put that back in the, the uh, mailbox and see who that is. I wrote to the sheriff. I'd like to know how they are going to make delivery of the home. And I asked her, uh, I told her this is a third, actually third notice, because I also asked her some other stuff prior to this. And I said, if you cannot answer, please send it to your legal department. I need the answer now. How are they going to make delivery? Look up the word, Sam, look up the word delivery. Not the screen, but, oh, I'm just pissed. How are you going to deliver? Look up the word deliver. Sam still on? Yeah, I think so. Let me slide down there and see. Sammy, you still on? Yep. Um, 9, 10, 11. He might be off for a minute. Uh, it's been two hours again. His phone shuts down for whatever reason after every two hours, but he'll be back. But oh, I'm look, sure I know. Mine does, too. We're listening. I noticed. But uh, you look up the word, and you ask him this. You look up the word delivery. Because banks cannot own land. Yeah. Period. They cannot own land. So if they want this house, get your house off my land. Mm -hmm. 
I'm going to charge you 10 grand a month. Yeah. I'm not playing anymore, Sonia. No, I know you, you haven't been, Cheyenne. I know you're not. Huh? But at the same time, I don't want to go to jail. Yeah, yeah. For sure. I can't afford that. No. Nobody wants to. Nobody can afford to go to jail. That's why it's taken me so long to do these void orders. I got to have it right to the T. And I'm bringing up a lot of good points, but it's less than it's more than three sentences. Well, this is kind of what Amy's case was about too. This is what I was gonna. I wanted to ask questions, and I'm gonna. Um, Barb's into void orders also, and maybe, you know, your friend Mo, and that maybe they can go through this case because her case was um, trying to have a default judgment. Is that kind of the same idea? I don't understand. She wanted this judgment. She wanted a default judgment and her property returned. That's what she was trying to do. Yeah, I, I didn't. I know she was on a couple of calls. Uh, someone turned her on to Carl. I don't. I don't recall anymore who it was. A long time ago, yeah. And then she ended up calling in. I don't know what call that was on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Mark from Atlantic was trying to help her. Uh, I don't know if Mike was. I'm not sure who all was. Um, but I know Carl mentioned you don't help anyone with children property until you see the case because they could be nut jobs. Right, right. And look at that one lady that was bitching because she gave a donation to uh, Carl for $50 mm-hmm. and she was trying to get her children back, her yeah. property back. Here she was molesting them. She was raping them and then blaming them on the dead. How can you do that to your own child? Seriously. Mm-hmm. How can you rape your own child? Carl ended up getting her case, and I think he found them on page 47. Well, I can't blame him for wanting to see the case files or anyone else that wants to help a man or a woman. Oh, he's huge now mm-hmm. with someone trying to get the property back, children. Yeah. I got to see your case. Yeah. Well, I got to make sure you're not the nut job. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Leo's been kind enough to take uh, what, what what originals I have for for our case, you know, so I've given what I've got to Leo, so... Um, I've I've actually requested more, but I know I won't get them. You know, you don't won't... say that. Watch your words. Say you're going to get them. <laughs> I will well, get them. I sent a registered letter to the... Uh, I actually talked on the phone to a woman um, asking her, who do I write to to, to require uh, um, in, any and all contracts that are in the case and um, she said my daughter had to send a letter 
to the Halliburton office, so I'm waiting. That's been a week and a half. So I'm waiting. Well, I told you, we just required um, just two, three pages, and they, they're claiming that uh, we got to wait for four to six weeks. And here, when he called, they gave him the wrong email. Further request. We end up getting an email back. No, you have to send it here. See the little tricks they play? Yeah. In the meantime, he could be losing his home. Mm-hmm. It's the tricks they play. Yeah. I get very upset. Yeah, we all do. <clears throat> Thanks for coming, Guest 9. Guest 9 is going to go get something to eat. Godspeed to all. Thank you very much, Guest 9. Thanks for coming. Thanks for your comments. Appreciate it. I read those scriptures, by the way. Nice scriptures. All about law. How to deal with a man, as a man or a woman. In, in Matthew there, he's talking about how to go to your brother first. You know? And if he doesn't listen, take another brother along with you. You know? You know, good points. Well, you always got to have a witness to when you go into court, but suppose you can't have a witness. Yeah, that makes it real hard, doesn't it? That's why I'm staying with timestamp. I'm going to go to a new post office either Saturday or Monday. And because it's more private, this one is more private. Mm-hmm. And as far as getting a time stamp, because the other one sort of given, it depends on who who is there. Some will and some won't. Mm-hmm. There's only like two that won't time stamp. Yeah. Sharon, can I ask you a question about that since you've experienced this? Uh, so is it getting it time stamped? You know, like they stamp them all anyway, right? What, what's the difference? Can you speak up? Um, well, other people are in bed, so I'm trying not to be too okay. loud. I'm, okay. Um, getting at times. I'm, I'm pressing the phone to my ear. <laughs> okay, I'll try and speak a little louder. Um, getting at times stamped. Uh, how is this more beneficial? Because they they always stamp them anyway, right? As soon as you take something in, it gets stamped and it gets thrown in the box. What's no, the, what's no, the no. It's 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 two different things. When you when you mail it and you get a time stamp from the post office, they have to accept it. The court has to accept it. They cannot deny. Like if you would just regular mail it. And they and they don't they don't want to accept it, or they claim they don't want to, which you can fight that as well. Here I just I just oh I just one time I had my friend go in to the foreclosure case at court and to put some stuff in that case, 
And they said, no, it's closed, which we know a case is never closed. Right. So then I started doing the time stamp at the post office. It guess what? It got accepted into that case. Okay. Is that like registering it or certifying it? Well, you can you can do that as well. Oh, so all I do is go in and and throw my papers down and get them to do the little stamp on your papers. On my papers. Oh, oh, I thought that's it. I thought you meant the envelope. No. They got that little stamper mm-hmm. that says the date, and that's all it is. Oh, that's cool. Okay, I didn't get that all this time. I didn't understand that. So then then I get it all together. I have copy for me. I actually do two copies for me. One for my house, one for them that they they're supposed to send back, but in case they don't, I have a copy here. Because that's been known to happen. Then I got one for them to file. So I send in all the ones that they need to file, my copy, their copy, return envelope, my address, and then my own copy to keep at the house. I get all that time stamped. Cool. They say play a game that they're not going to send me back my paperwork. I have the copies here at the house. Okay. See, you know, you've been talking about this time stamp forever, and that's one little point I missed. And this is what, what we're trying to do. It works. Tanya works. Yeah, and we're trying to pick up the bits and pieces, and I didn't realize it was the papers you were having stamped. Right. Ah. Everything I'm submitting into the court, I get them to time stamp it with their little stamper. Okay. The little, here is a little red stamper. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Well, isn't that cool? See, that's an aha moment. I just learned something there real serious. So I just throw the papers in front of them, get them all to stamp it, stamp all of them, stamp mine, because I want to have a copy here at the house in case I don't get the copies back from the court. Then at least I still have the copies here at the house. I I cover cover myself. Because that's been known to happen that they won't return what you put in. Mm-hmm. So I, I I protect myself, cover my own ass, and have my own copies here at the house. So I do actually three copies of everything I'm putting in. One for them to file, or actually two for them to file. One for the case, one for me to for them to bring home or send me the paperwork that has been filed. But however, if they don't do it, then I have my own original copy time stamped. 
cover my own ass. That's cool, Shan. I, that is really something. I, I didn't realize that all this time. <laughs> I knew you were time stamping them, like I said, but I didn't know it was the individual papers. Now, there's some people at the, the post office that won't do it, especially if you certified. Now, my son ran into that. So I got to watch who was at the post office if I go to this one certain post office. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to go to two different other post offices because one's open later. It doesn't close till 8 o'clock. And then the other one closes at 5. So I'm going to try those two the next time and see how easier. One's private. I mean, one is just like out in the boonies. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try that one hopefully tomorrow or Monday because this paperwork has to get in. Yeah. I got kicked out of bankruptcy yeah. just recently. So they're going to they're gonna go, the lawyer is going to hit big time on the eviction. They're claiming I didn't have paperwork in. I overnighted every fucking thing. Mm-hmm. But now they kicked me out of bankruptcy, which is not good. Well, see, <clears throat> I don't know a lot. You know that. And, that. and this is what I've heard, that this is what the government and the banks and everything tried to do is get us right to the point of bankruptcy, and then they got us somehow. They try and get us right into bankruptcy. Well, I only did that so I could have time mm-hmm. to stay the eviction. Or otherwise, Sonia, I would have been thrown out yeah. August 27th. Right. That's the only reason I did this. I know you were saying that was your last resort. Right? Now they kicked me out because... Uh, they claim that uh, the repayment plan was incorrect. Uh, I got a friend to look that up because she was very concerned. She went right away on Pacer and looked it up. So anyhow, I wrote to the judge and said, all my paperwork was submitted. If it was incorrect, please tell me. In the meantime, I wrote to the sheriff, how are you going to process, how are you going to deliver the home? If you don't know the answers, please go to your legal department. Very simple. I'm not here to get locked up. I just want answers. How are you going to deliver this home? In the meantime... I got to I got to read I got to do all these like I said procession um um void foreclosure um stay of eviction there's so many I have to do and I got to do it correctly That's what's taken me so long yeah of course 
Well, I understand what you say about, you know, looking the letters over and over and over, because I don't know, I think you saw what I posted there. I looked these letters over that I sent out just for rescinding of signatures. I looked them over and over and over, and my daughter yep. thought I was going crazy. She said, yep. Mom, how many times you got to look it over? I said, i got to look over every word, every dot, every yep. T. And yep. the stupidest thing, we forgot to put, we put September the 25th, but we didn't put the year. And I got home and I saw that and I thought, how friggin' stupid was that? Yep. And I thought, oh, okay. You'll find stupid shit. Yeah, you'll find stupid shit that you didn't put in. Yeah. It's simple little things that can cause yep. a big problem. Yep. However, I'm doing those way. As far as the board judgment. So I've been on his call almost all day. And then I went back to Carl's call with void judgment. He ended up saying about putting in orders. Mo says don't. It's, it's a contradiction. Yeah. <coughs> There's so much for us to learn. We don't know which way is the right road to go. I'd like to know if you put, if I would go onto Moe's way, how would I know that worked? Yeah, exactly. Without putting in an order. Yeah, we need some experiences. I have no time to experience. No, I, I know, but I mean, it'd be nice to be able to have other people's experience. Other people have said, this works. But we don't have that because we're there's so many that are learning and we don't have the connections where men and women have tried specific things and it's worked. We just don't know them. They're out there. There's some out there, but we just haven't found them. I just wish I wasn't in such a rush with two homes. Yeah. I would put many stuff out there. I've already put stuff out there. Not getting feedback. Got the hiccup. Not getting feedback. Just like with the bond and the insurance. I wrote to the judge. Judges, two of them. No response. I got to follow up on that. So, if a judge doesn't respond, it must be our paperwork, right? I just want I just want to know about the bond and the insurance. That's it. That's all I ask for. Yeah. Maybe have a nice day. Bring me the the bond, the insurance info. Thank you so much. That was it. Mhm. Well, maybe can can you go over a judge's head? Like, who would you go to if he's not going to answer you? Who else can you go to? I'm going to be soon going to the commissioner. Is that who you go to? Um, I don't know. That would be my guess. Oh, I see. I'm going to be soon going to the commissioner. You can go to the head judge, and it's funny. With the head judge here, 
if you go into the uh, courthouse website yeah. and you hit department and you hit judges, there's nothing there about the head judge. Now, she just took over probably about two, three months ago. You can't even punch on a link. There's no picture of her. There's nothing, nothing, zero on her. They're hiding. They're in hiding, eh? Yeah. Yep. Hmm. They don't want us to get in. Yep. Hmm. I mean, Sonia, I'm putting stuff out. I'm not chicken. But at the same time, I don't want to get her jailed. Yeah. But I know my friend will bail me out. But regardless, I'm throwing stuff out like there is no tomorrow. I know you are, Cheyenne. Yeah. You were, my son went to the post office every day this week. Tons of letters I threw out. Yeah, it's a shame. It's just a shame. Yeah. I'm tired of it, Sonia. Yeah, I'm sure you are. I need answers. I'm tired of I'm I'm tired of their playing their game. I'm tired of oh my god, my neighbor. I didn't even know this. There was a um uh a um what do you call it? A um a box, a, um, shit, that you throw your, your if you're cleaning out a house, a dumpster. Yeah. And he was parked on my side of the road. If that did not scare the shit out of me. Oh, I bet. I quick, not ran, because today was a hard time walking. I went outside, went to the walk, to uh, the uh, sidewalk, see my neighbor's car out on the road. I live in a development. And then I come back in, and then I see the driver of the, um, the can backing up into his driveway. But that did scare me. You thought they were there for you. Yeah, that's, that's the shit they pull. Yep. I did not clean out my house. You don't plan on going anywhere. I don't plan on going anywhere. I have no place to go. Do you think writing to the commissioner will be of any benefit? Uh, there was a couple calls that I was on that, yeah, apparently that's supposed to do something. But I'll go higher up. Hell, I don't care. See, this is what I believe what, what Sam's talking about is true. Because we have to know the position of these these men and women. We have to know what they can do and what they can't do. So we have...
we do, you know, and until we can learn common law like Carl, then we won't have to. But in the meantime, like, look at how many years he went in the administrative law, right? To, I don't want to be in our administrative law. No, but what I mean, he, but you still may have to go to a commissioner. So we got to know what role does a commissioner play, right? Or what role does a judge play? Can a judge help? Apparently the commissioner, over he oversees all the judges. Okay, see, I didn't know that. And if you turn these judges in, or your court case in, they have to look at it. And nine out of ten, it will be dismissed. Oh, yeah, for sure. Now, that's hearsay? I have not tried it. Yeah. But I will. Yeah. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. You're not taking my home. Period. I will write to the sheriff one more time, telling her I'm a woman, this is not a bandit, nor vacated. Anyone comes out on his on this my land will be held personally liable. Yeah. Period. Claim a trespass right there, right? I'm not playing their games. I'm tired of living in fear. Yeah. Well, might as well give that a try, Cheyenne. Oh, I'm got Tanya? I'll give anything a try. I know. You get tons of things on the go. After I get these stocks out, and then I'm going to put some stuff in my friend's case to get that slowed down or stopped so he can sell his home. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, I throw just different things out, just like with his, his case. I threw out about his property tax. Wrote to the uh, lawyer that's involved with the property tax. You think I got anything back from him? Nope. No. I think I I wrote to him two or three questions. That was it. Mm -hmm. You think they would stay in honor and write back? Would it be because you're not a party to the case, or did you get Joe to sign it? No, I got him to sign. Yeah. Everything goes into his name. Yeah, yeah. I'm not stupid. Oh, no, no, no. I just, I know, I know you're not. I learn from you all the time. Will you show me how I'm liable to pay for, I forget what I wrote. Basically, can you, can you, I think it was, shit, I would have to really look what I wrote. Yeah, that's okay. But it was three sentences. One property tax. Tanya, I'm really tired of the games. Yeah. I'm losing my hair. Lost weight. Days I can't eat. 
days I can't walk. Wearing you out. Well, as long as you got a breath left, you're just writing that letter, eh? That's all I've been doing. Yeah, I know you have. I know That's, I'm, I'm anxious to find out who didn't accept my certified letter. I'll find that out tomorrow or Monday. Like, again, it does cost a little bit more money, but it's well worth it. Yeah, they sure drain us in all ways, don't they? Yeah. It was the money was just melon. I can't tell you how much. I think this whole week it was almost a hundred bucks. Mhm. Yeah, I mean that's a lot of money. That's yes, food money. Just in letters. Right. That's Certified like- letters. Yeah, they buy some good groceries. Right. While they're while they're in their yachts and big mansions and pools and yeah, I don't really want to go there. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's hard to ramble on. No, you're not rambling. I didn't mean to do that. You're not rambling on, Cheyenne. I was wondering how you were doing, and and I hadn't heard you for a while talking about your own case. Um, I've seen you on her John talk other talk shows and just kind of hosting the talk shows, but it never I haven't heard you for a while, so it's nice to hear what you know how things are going with you and what you've been up to and learning from your experiences. You know. Um, you know, I'm glad. I'm glad to keep touching bases with you. You know, that's what. Oh, and I, I removed you from by not by accident. I, I removed. I please forgive me. I removed you from my health group because I I was just playing around one day. So I wanted to see if I could remove you. And I can, but I can't freaking put you back. Oh, from the healthy living or the survival one? It was uh, living off the grid. Oh, yeah, I'd love to be on there. Well. That would be cool. I don't know how. Oh. I'm going to have to get someone else to put you back on. Yeah. I don't, I just did that thinking, how can I not add her? And then I was said, okay, well, let me see if I can remove her. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I could remove her. I remember. Can I add her? I Heck remember. no. I remember you doing that. I remember you. I was with you that night. You were working on it. No, I just did it recently. Oh, okay. I thought I was there because I remember you removed me one time and somebody else, um, Lewis, had to put me back into. To no, there was a, no, there was another guy that put you back in. Oh. oh. Anyhow, I removed you, and then I was trying to, I'm, I'm thinking, well, let me experiment with, experiment with Sonia. Let me remove her, and then I'll put her back in, because why can't I not put back in, or put people back in? 
Well, well, that's okay if you can get me in there. That would be great because I know a lot about uh, living off the land too. You know, plants. You know, I know a lot about. Oh, it's plants. a great group. Great group. Yeah, I'm, of course, I'm losing uh, all my family, my my parents and my younger sisters to cancer. I've been studying this stuff too, so, you know, and I'd love to learn from others, you know, so I'm sure I can add, yeah, I'd love to add and learn from others too, you know, how to survive off the land because there's going to come times, you know, that, you know, we're going to have to know how to go out and pick dandelions or, you know, uh, chamomile or mint teas or bark even off of trees. Um, All this. There's this one old lady, Tanya. I would have to find her, and I can't do it right now. She comes, she's like 90-some years old, and she comes, she comes from the Depression. And she talks about picking dandelions, just basically living off the land for that'd, food. That'd be cool. It's so organic, eh? I mean, as organic as we can get. You know, yep. between, between the chemtrails and acid rain and stuff like that, it's still as as organic as we can get. Well, yeah. my neighbors, I love it. They put down uh, pesticides. Well, love they it. kill all that stuff. Well, great. So that means you can't be out picking your stuff. Well, so far I'm safe right now. But yeah, it is time to fix up the house and move. Buy some land. I just don't know where to move. Mm-hmm. Delaware or Virginia, we're thinking. Mm-hmm. But who knows? I leave it in Jesus' hands. Yeah, yeah. But if I can save these homes for this year, winter's coming. Yeah. Mm. I can't be out in the streets on you. Not. Don't keep plugging away, Shane, hey? I, I can't. Please for our prayers. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you. I will for sure. Well, it's about 20 to 12, and this show is going to shut down here shortly, and I think you and I are the only ones left. Yeah. And Sam on? Well, he had three things on here. And um, he's come on three times. And I see a phone on, but I haven't heard him talk for a while. So, Sam, you still on? I think we lost him at 11 o'clock. Or he would be saying something by now, I'm sure. Actually, there was two calls from South Central. 
two well, callers. Well, I, that's Sam. All those times were Sam when he'd come back in. There was two? He comes in at one, two? Well, at 7 o'clock, he was off at 9. And then at 9 till 11, he was off at 11. So I don't know whether he's back. Maybe he's fallen asleep or something. But So he has been back three times. Yeah, it sounded like he was getting a cold. Yeah, it did sound kind of different. But I I don't think he's really on. I see his phone on, but I don't think he's here. He would have said something by now. Well, I'm glad he's not snoring. (laughs) But I do thank you for the time. Well, hey. Sorry I did a rumble off. No, no, this is what it's all about, finding out how to encourage each other and and learn from each other, and that's what it's all about, Cheyenne. No, I appreciate you coming. We, we had a few on, but a lot went off, and, you know, it was nice to have a few on and to continue, you know, even sharing whatever little bit we can share, and it's the only time we get to chat, you know. Well, and I think, I think, not to interrupt you, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm done. Billy had, and I, we all said this prior, before Billy even said it, we all have to get together and do notices, do something, put shit into the courts to end this BS. Yeah, great idea, great idea. And he said that. So oh. can we do something to set this up? Well, we can start talking about it and discussing it for sure. We just have to figure out where to start. Um, I'm on Pennsylvania. Anyone on Pennsylvania, come to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I already started with um, with uh, doing the grievance with lawyers. Well, I'm the same way in, in my village, too. I've been posting out for Children's Aid here for some time now. And I'm I'm just getting the odd drifter, the odd time. And then they get scared that, you know, they don't think it's gonna work, they don't understand it, so they just they just don't come back. They walk away. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, but like I said, I just learnt tonight about this guy I'm doing some engraving, I've got some knives to do. And um I told him I had a talk show, so if he was going to come over, it needed to be before 7. He's on a talk show. So we got talking, and he's into the free man on the land stuff and Robert Menard and all that, and there's a few people up here. So I'm, I'm starting to pick up the odd person, the odd man or woman. That, um, But this thing, we, we need to, you know, find some that are in our community or, you know, if we all went and started making claims against Children's Aid, or if we all went and started making claims against the banks or whatever, but we can't make claims about something that, you know, you can't make a claim about. So we have to find, uh, you know, the ones, like you say, that are having the same specific problem and start nailing them. Yep. You know? That's how we're going to get all this stuff. So somehow, yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to sleep on that and think about that, how to, how to do this. Can you do a call sometime this coming week on Amy's case? Yeah, I'd love to. If you don't mind. Well, um, yeah, I'm 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 going to read the yeah, I'd love to. 
and that's what this one was supposed to be about. Then ever then all I got was, oh, it's bad. She's in jail, and so that ended that conversation real quick. But I'm going to read it over. I've been already starting to highlight words and and quotations and stuff, and I'm going to try and like you asked me to try and find out, you know, see if I can find her case on the internet. I'll see if I can do that because I yeah, yeah, I'm interested in this. So I I think she probably should have broke it down into individual claims. If anything, maybe that's where her problem happened. But who knows? We but I'll see if I can find the case, Cheyenne. We gotta find the case. Yeah. Then we can find out what happened. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll work on that. Okay. Thank you so much. Oh, for sure, for all of our benefits. Yes. Yeah. Well, she had to do with property, so that would help you as well. Mhm. Oh yeah. Like I thought she had a powerful case, but maybe it was too long. Maybe there was too many catches in it. Maybe they caught her on one thing, or you know. Maybe she couldn't hold a court. Who knows, eh? Which, like I say, it's just all presumptions. So I'll check it out. And, uh, yeah, and uh, we'll talk soon. And we'll see, we'll see what night, you know, that, you know, some that are interested in are not on another call. I don't want to step on anybody else's toes. So I don't want to, you know, have a call when there's something else that's more interesting on. How about Tuesday? Pardon? Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good to me then. I mean, if you can look into the case. Yeah. By that time. Yeah. I'll do not that. Not getting into a rush or anything, but. Oh no, well I, I'm not as busy as you. Um, but no, I'll uh, I'll uh, tr- I'll work very hard on that. Okay. Yeah, I'd like to know where she went wrong. Okay. Or did she speak in court? Or what happened? Yeah, yeah, that'd be interesting. That's how or we... really, was it Greg? Because I know Carl and Greg had 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 it out with. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So is it Carl cutting down Greg? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, be. yeah, we have to go into the case. Yeah. Find out exactly what happened. Yeah, because it might have turned out good. It might be just gossip about her going to jail. Exactly, hearsay, exactly. She could actually, hell, she could have her kids back. Yeah, it could have been a perfect claim. Right. What do we know? Right. I'll check it out. Until we can look into the case. I'll check it out, lady. I'll see what I can find out. I'll do my best. All right, thank you so much. Thank you for the call tonight. I'll let you go. All right, Cheyenne. Well, you um, try to get some rest, and and I'll say a prayer for you. I do all the time. Thank you so much. And with many others, too. All right. Uh, yeah, well, God willing, we'll see you somewhere down the line tomorrow. Maybe Carl will have a call, or maybe we'll see you on my Sunday call or something. I, I don't even know what I'm haven't even picked a subject to talk about for Sunday. I've been busy too, but I'm sure we'll find something to gab about. <laughs> All right, Cheyenne. We take care of yourself, eh, lady? You as well. Okay. Love you. Love you too, Cheyenne. Bye. Bye-bye.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.